0: All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Deal Podcast. I am Maddie Marshall, and I am pretty happy to have two young, up and coming, awesome pro players uh, from the Houston Heat family. We've got Ronnie Dizon and John Woodley. Hello. How Hello. you boys doing, John? How you feeling, buddy? Feeling great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie, how you feeling?
1: Pretty good. A little sore from uh, all the practice we've been doing this week, but.
0: Nice. So one of the reasons that, you know, we were talking a little bit off camera before, uh, or off air before we started, but you know, one of the the things I love about your guys' stories is that you have kind of worked your asses off to get to the point where you're on one of the best teams in the world, um, you know, and you've obviously played well enough to stay on that team for two years. And, uh, and you've both it, it, in separate times had really awesome performances when it counted. And I mean, that's the whole reason we got you here, you know? And, uh, and I think that a lot of guys out there really can kind of empathize and understand. It's like, dude, it is possible. You know I mean? You can totally get on a top level pro team one day if you work hard enough. And if you have that vision in your head and you're confident in your abilities, yeah. you know? Right. And, uh, and I think that's the moral of the story before we even get into the story, yeah. but yeah. that's what's possible, you know? It is. And so, uh, you know, LJ, let's start with you. how yeah. How did you how how did you get to be sitting in this badass, awesome house, playing on one of the best teams in the world? You know, fighting through injury. I mean, how did you get to this point? Where did you start? Where are you from? Let's start off with that.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, first of all, I never thought that I would ever, 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 in my wildest dreams, be out here doing what I'm doing. You know, um, I started off in New York, Long Island. Um, just, you know, like every other kid, went to paintball with few Of my friends, you know, just went out to uh, I actually was never a woodsball kid, I never started woodsball. I uh,
0: so we're not going to pick you up on the UWL team, is what you're saying. No, no absolutely <laughs> not. Dude. No, I am not,
2: that is not my jam. I uh, started out playing indoor paintball, which was uh, cousins indoor. It was there was. It was separated there You started at Cousins? Cousins. So junior. you're a Long Island Cousins kid? I'm a Long Island Cousins kid Oh, that's NYX, awesome, NYX. Those kids taught me everything I okay. know now that makes much. That makes a little
0: bit of sense yeah. now I totally yeah. understand where your competitiveness yes. and your intensity yes. comes from Oh, yeah And your style of play I can get now I've, the, It's, it's the circle. a mix.
2: It's a little mix of a few different, you know parts of the u s yeah but,
0: uh, so who did you come up under then like who who were you banging against over there you know to to toughen you up before you got to this point
2: okay so i I started out there i uh I was playing on there was one side it was uh um, an x ball field and I was actually practicing on what well, we were playing you know it was my first time playing we were playing on a it was like a I guess it would just be an airball field on the other side right so it was just split up there's two two fields and uh just playing with my friends, you know, playing around, and uh, we'd come off the field, play a game. It was just, I loved it so much, right? So I'd come off the field, I'd look across the field and see this other field that was going on. It was like a, I guess it was a team practice night, you know? It was like a Wednesday night or something like that. It was like a team practice night, and it was just these kids that were just like super into it, you know? Just shooting so fast, these crazy guns. It's just like, what is going on, man? Like, they're shooting so fast and alone at the same time. I was like, what is going on over mm-hmm. there, right? So I just was so so into that, you know? And, uh, I guess I just followed that, man. Like the friends I was with, you know, they, I, that I went with that night, we played that night and then I came back by myself and how old were you at the time? Uh, 14. Okay. 14. Yeah. And, uh, I came back and just, just watched these guys play, man. It was like 45 minutes from my house. So I had my dad drop me off for a few hours, uh, same night this is the next week and just watched it. And then I, uh. The week after that, I bought like an auto cocker, it was like four hundred dollars or something like that. It's a man's I saved gun right up, there. yeah. <laughs> it's a man's gun. Yeah, I actually worked at McDonald's to save up for that gun. No way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So That's a dedication, right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, man. It's crazy. Um, worked so hard for that gun, got it. Went out there, just got smashed, you know. But I was a soccer player at the time, so I had the speed, I had you know athleticism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and you know, they just actually one guy that worked there is the manager of the place. He He's, he just, you know, took me under his wing. He said, "These you got what it takes, you know? And, you know, he... Which was manager. manager? Uh, this guy named Pete McHugh. Pete McHugh. Yeah. He was actually, uh... He was kind of like the, uh... I guess, just... Kind of a guy that, like, would go to the NYX practices and help them out with whatever they needed, you know? Like, fill their pods, you know? Like, he was a good player, actually. Mm-hmm. He taught me everything... Just everything I needed to know, you know? it got me pretty good. He got me on, uh... I guess it was a young guns team, you know. We went to our first practice, went to first first tournament. Um I, I just didn't I had no idea what I was doing, you know. I just I was so nervous. Yeah, yeah I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. Where I, where was the first tournament? First tournament was in New Jersey. Yeah. And uh actually we, we got like second place. I it was uh it ended up being a one on one. I shot the kid and then I grabbed the flag and I went back to the other um where I was supposed to hang it, and I stepped out of bounds, and it was, like, game over, tie, yeah. It was, like, the my first mistake. It was, like, you serious, you know? <laughs> oh, burn. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. Um, yeah. Yeah. You stink. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> terrible, yeah. I was, like, come on, man. All these older kids were just, like, trying to teach me how to play and everything like that, and it just, like, that was my big mistake, you know? And then, actually, my first, like, my second event, actually, was Chicago, 05. Uh, East Coast Empire picked me up. It was Division Three in 05, I mean, D3 was good back then, you know, it was, it was a good, it was actually respectable back then, actually, um, so those guys picked me up, um, I had a broken wrist, my first event, Chicago 05, it was like, I don't know if you remember, it was like, the hottest, Chicago has ever seen. It was unbelievable. Like you'd have to, you'd play a point and walk off into your pit and dunk your head in the ice. To me, that feels like every Chicago I ever played, which yeah. was like ten yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, or more. I remember, I remember <laughs> ambulances terrible. cruising through the pits, like just people dehydrated. You know those idiots that drink monsters before they play or whatever. Like, yeah. don't drink any water. Like <laughs> yeah, Pepsi, <just> pound <laughs> Red yeah. Bulls yeah. in the morning. I'm thirsty, I drink yeah. a fucking Pepsi. Like, yeah, you're stupid dude. Come on now, like. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, it's so just like, I remember ambulances cruising through there, but yeah, it was just, that's when it was those full matches, man. Yeah. Like
0: and note full... to everyone out there, stop doing that. Stop. Seriously. If yeah. If you go to a PSP this... and it's a hundred degrees, which is a decent chance if you're going to Chicago in late June, which is when we always go, Yeah. stop drinking energy drinks before you play. It happens every year. So this is a public servants announcement. Seriously. <laughs> if, stop doing it. If that's it.
2: your jam, drink a lot of water. water. Absolutely. Like... So much water the night before, you know, just be yeah. smart with it, man. Research yeah. it. You gotta, it's, it messes yeah. with your mind, your body. You gotta your stay hydrated if you warm, do that, much, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you're in Chicago? Chicago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing with ECE. We uh, end up getting, that's when Aftermath was on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so we end up playing. When was this
1: 2007?
2: No, it was 2005. Oh, 2005. 2005. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh second event, I was I was the snake guy. I was a short little soccer player running the snake off the break every that's where I get the name LJ. I was little John back in the day.
0: Dude, I've known so many little Johns over the sure, years. LJ's yeah. in the
2: sport? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Little Justin, Little John. Yeah. 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 there you go. Um Do you, you ever, have you heard of the legend of the original Little John that used to play for Bob Long's team back in the day? No. Never heard of nah. little, never, that little John? No. Nah. This dude was so... First of all, he was very peculiar looking. He was very small, um, very peculiar looking. Okay. He had no sweat glands. What? So, yeah. Imagine having to play in Chicago in 100 degree heat with no sweat glands.
1: What, is that, what, is, he, what does that mean? That
0: means you can't sweat. He, he was born with this...
1: So the heat all body. Yeah. He,
0: you, your body is not able to disseminate its heat. Oh, and so God. he would literally have to dunk, completely douse himself... <laughs> In cold water, and this was, you know, we're talking yeah. woods ball 20 minute games yeah. in 100 degree heat, 100, 100% humidity, yeah. and he'd immediately come off and just ice packs and, you know, just pour wa- more water on himself. But This dude was a beast out there. He was the original Little John. And again, he was, looked like a dwarf, dude, you know? Yeah. No, no, like a like weird looking cat. Awesome guy, though. Yeah. And uh, he was so good that anytime, like, because back in the day, we would go play tournaments to win autocockers. You know, so it'd be like, oh, you know, you're playing on whatever your 10-man team is, but there'd be a local or regional five-man, and auto-cocks, five autococks were first place. If it was a 10-man, 10 autococks were first place. So you're yeah. like, okay, we got to go get that money. And That's how I made money when exactly, I was Exactly, everybody, right? Everybody, right? That's how I did it. Yeah. So we did and so we would always put a team in with our guys, and then... Um, and then it was always like our guys and whoever our, our team was, and we were always contending for first place. Yeah. And then whatever t- it did not even matter what other four Who dudes were, or yeah. what didn't matter if LJ was on the team and, and he was so good that Dynasty used to say, "Kill the head and the body will die." That's how they, they referred to yeah, him. Wow. You know, they're like, "Where is he going? Kill the head and the body will die." Like huh. that's how good the first huh. original Little okay. John was. It's a huge threat. Okay. Yeah. So and it's funny though because like and then even. You know LJ from now Texas Storm, Dustin Suarez, he's I like good. Yeah. There's a, there's yeah. definitely a legacy of really good LJs in the sport, so I'm just saying, bro. You no know, pressure? Up to it. I got no, yeah, it. Yeah, gotta up to, to, to it. The a little bit. Bit. No pressure. I mean, yeah. hey, you know, to like the heroic uh, man shit that you pulled off at World Cup definitely is going towards your <laughs> legend. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But I don't want to stop your story. All right, so you're in Chicago, you playing for this team. Continue yeah. us on your trajectory for it. I had a broken wrist. Yes.
2: Yeah, playing football with my friends, broken wrist. I was the snake guy, running snake off the break. That's, that was my. I did not. I wasn't a guy going you know, to the corner or going short and then eventually shooting my way into the snake. If I was playing, I was going to the snake off the break. That was my thing. I would go to the snake, and if my coach in the side was telling me go all the way, I'd go all the way, you know? Mm-hmm. So, did that. We got. Ended up getting third. I think Mm -hmm. losing to gridlock, I guess, but it was just always pretty much us and aftermath back in the day, and that's when aftermath was, you know, under Hinman, and those kids were like unbelievable, you know, Mm -hmm. young kids. They're actually all my age, Marcelo, Alex Goldman. You know, I used to play all those kids back in the day, and Mm -hmm. my age, and they just had the skills that I'd never seen before, you know, like shooting with their, they'd shoot with their, you know, pop their little. Tops off their halos and keeps <laughs> sh- keep shooting while they're loading. You know, I've never seen that before. It's like, wow, dude. Wow.
0: Marcelo and Mouse have always been graceful. Yeah. They've always uh, been graceful. Absolutely. Even when
2: they were 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. but that's because they started playing so young. Yeah. You know, so And young. they had those, you know. And like, they're an innately talented. Playing dad. Dynasty, you know, like every weekend and stuff like yeah. that. They like, never would have made it. Though, so. if they.
0: I mean, it's... You know it's it's tough everywhere. I mean, if you want to be a top level player, I mean, you gotta have some grit. You know, if you yeah. don't have that grit, you ain't know, you gonna make it. Yeah. And they always had that grit. Yeah. You know. So, but uh, but yeah. So that, it is interesting that you. But it's, you know, I mean, it's tough, dude. Like if you're coming out of Long Island, and you're lucky that you were close enough to Cousins that you yeah. could get a shot. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it really is tough for some of the guys that yeah. that don't have like a central location where there's other good players that they can learn through that kind of gunfight osmosis, you know, where you're yeah. looking at these guys and you're yeah. picking up subtle rhythms of yeah. the gunfight, subtle rhythms of running and shooting, all these right. really intricate kind of skills that you have to, you know, really see someone do it at a high level and mimic that for a while to find your own style,
2: you mm-hmm. know?
0: But, right. um, so, so you guys, so you're banging against Aftermath all year long with that team or was, I were, mean, yeah, guys always, we are
2: always tight, me us and Aftermath, you yeah. know, we are always always tight um the ECE guys actually went out to um San Diego in the next year when we bumped into D2 just go out there and practice with them and stuff like that you know like that's how tight we were with them it was always back and forth but aftermath would always come up on top just cause they were that ahead you know um so yeah we got third in Chicago um I was so young that the next event my parents were like you can't go to the next event I had to catch up with school and I was big into soccer, that was my deal, I was supposed to, you know, that was my future pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. so, big soccer family, that was my, that was my plan, it was soccer, college, hopefully MLS, you know, you know, that was my, that was my deal, so, did that, um, missed Northeast Open, uh, I think they got second to Aftermath again, you know, Aftermath I think won every event, but won when Tippman Effect beat them. Yeah, just just playing Tittman effect, dude. It was insane. We played them in a. I went to World Cup the next event after that, and it was just crazy playing those dudes. The first time I played them it was like these Tippman A fives, like sometimes Tippman ninety eight costumes yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or shooter. they just so loud, bro. Yeah. Like just pounding, yeah, like loud, super loud. Yeah, dude, off like, the break, it's, it's just a wall, a
0: wall of Tittman sound hits yeah, yeah, you, yeah.
2: dude. Like no, they would be like they would yeah. be on the other side of the field, and I would hear these things just. God, 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 God. Yeah. Like, Where are they, bro? Like, they are like They're so close to three. me. They well, are L- so close L-
0: to me. He's in stake 3 for sure. No, dude, he's not in stake 3. He's back in the back corner. Yeah, and I'm a
2: 14-year-old kid, dude. Like, thinking I'm about to get just murdered with these, like, axes just pounding, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. So, I think we got... Have you ever played a big game with, like, when there's, like, 400... Titmans shooting 320. Dude, i I played Woods Ball twice in my life. Bro, we need like, to I I know. We need to initiate you into the city. I think my green at the Millennium showed me Um what was it? Sunday Drivers or Push. The newer one. Sunday drivers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Push is the older yeah, the one. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday drivers. drivers. He showed me that for the first time, like, a few months ago. Like that was the first time I've seen it, dude. Like that was like I, I don't know, like That type of game, you know, like I just...
0: It's a way different game. It is. And then just seeing that, dude, it's like,
2: wow, this is so interesting. This is how you dudes used to play like hyperball and like all that crazy. Well, it's
0: crazy because a lot of the the fundamental skills that exist today were in incubation periods or went through their incubation period in the woods. For instance, the Ironman style of play the uh, aggressive mindset that came from the Ironman and then Dynasty took that kind of to another level and then Ironman came in. so that whole kind of like west coast offense yeah. that originated f- two reasons one uh, because of the anise which is um, kind of like reeds mm-hmm. at a place called Mare Island in Northern California yeah. uh, and then another reason is because I can't remember the name of the field but um, there was this one field where there was these giant I think there were sequoias I don't know if there's sequoias but ju- huge redwood trees yeah. and they were basically original stand-ups. Wow. You know, so, I mean, the East Coast ballers were playing. I mean, they had a lot of big trees, too, but, you know, their big trees weren't, you know, 10-foot thick and, you know, with a circumference of, you know, like, ridiculous, huge things yeah. And I didn't yeah. really realize this until the first time I went. It was Felton. This place called was called Felton. That was the name of the field. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually the little town that was in. But anyway, I remember the first time I went there, when I first got on the Ironman in 98, and we went to this practice in Felton before it closed down, and I'm playing in this this imagine playing paintball in like a beautiful northern california redwood forest bro wow like that's what it looked like and so you're running up to these big trees and normally you're playing you were in the woods you were playing you know out of your out of a out of like a stick bunker or some sort of like shrubbery or like that sort of thing so So, was it
2: made or was you guys just like go to a certain like
0: this was a this was an actual like commercial field that okay. people could play at. Okay. Th- but that was one of the practice fields they played at. And there was so Mare Island had these this Anis and still like this day. Actually, Clayton Kyle came down, this old school Ironman legendary dude. And he was like one of the original dudes on the OG Ironman back in the early nineties when that team first cut its teeth in pro paintball and kind of set the pace for things because they started whooping everyone's ass. But that mentality came from guys like Clayton, came from playing in these environments. And it's interesting because you know environment is going to dictate any beings you know how it is you right. know i mean like certain you know just just as animals evolve for their environments paintball players evolve in their environments as well and so the original a lot of the aggression that came from that west coast offense from the ironman evolved because they were playing in these reeds where like you would have to like how you play the anise is it you know you would imagine running out to a side and it's just an entire like uh chest to top of your head high six foot high of just tons of reeds wow just reads, 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 reads. Super yeah. thick, and so you'd hit you have one guy standing in the back, kind of roving around, sucking up attention, shooting paint, being loud, shooting oh, paint, okay. being loud. Yeah, and then when he, guys and then out. yeah, and then oh, the, okay. us little dudes would be. And I only I played at Mirror Island like maybe three or four times. We would play a tournament up there, won a tournament with a Marine team, but so but we're like you'd, basically the strategy because we had uh, Annis as well at the field that I played at which was down here in San Diego where I cut my teeth at Borderland which was like a legendary field mm-hmm. and so you'd basically have one guy in the back talking talking shit loud boom you know, yeah. and then you'd hit the deck and you'd just start crawling through the reeds oh. Way, just yeah. crawl, up, crawl up crawl up and then That's pause crazy. and listen yeah. you'd yeah. sit there and listen and as soon as you heard the guns you would just get up stab a dude from yeah. point blank in the reeds and guys would get you, people would get f- fearful scared to play the reeds because you couldn't, they, some people just couldn't play the anise, You know, it was yeah. like a totally different style. So, kind of merging the, the the crawling aggression of the anise with the stand up of these giant trees in Northern California. That's where that original style incubated. Insane, <laughs> Insane. you know. So and it's,
2: that's like the, the the couple times I've played is just like so much fun, dude. Like yeah. wow, dude. Like unbelievable how much fun it is. Like the, the type of play. You know, like when you go and play, it's just. It's all business. Like when you totally. play speedball, X-ball, it's like business, dude. You go down, you – it's just – even if it's not, it's – even with your boys, whatever, it's still so competitive and just – when you when you do that, dude, when you cross over and do that, it's unbelievable how much fun it is. Dude. Yeah, like, it, it's – I mean it, it's a it's – it's like a
0: different types of fun, you know? I mean there's um, so yeah. many different types of fun that you can have yeah, out there in the yeah, world. Yeah. And in paintball, I always looked at spe- – because, you know, I mean when the transition happened – it was kind of gradual, but also when I look back, when I mean in retrospect, it happened yeah. pretty fast because we yeah. went from playing, you know, straight 100% woods ball fields. Right. So, and, and then each place that you would go, so you'd go to Orlando, you're playing, you know, in like kind of semi jungle, Florida, swampy stuff. And then you'd go to, uh, you know, Chicago, Badlands always had awesome fields, like really w- like well played yeah, fields that had been played for a long time. Yeah, you yeah. come from Chicago, exactly, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, and that was a whole mindset too. Um, but, uh, and then so everywhere you went, you had to kind of like a- adapt to the landscape. You know, it's, it was three dimensional. There'd be all these different, you know, and then walking the fields was like a super intricate process. Mm-hmm. It's not like you get a layout, you know, two weeks in advance and you go practice that layout mm-hmm. and you got your shot. Everything's down Dude, to a science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything being down to a science. So now it, it, and when it emerged and moved into its new phase, you know, it was, to me, it was always about, I just want to play the best guys. You know, who are the best dudes in the world? Line up on the other side. We got our boys and let's do this. You yeah. know, that's what right. it was about. That's why, like, you know, I mean, like the whole, like with the 10.2 and like all this different stuff, it's like, honestly, dude, I don't really get a shit. You know, right. I just want as as long the, as I want home, the best cares? dudes on in the world on exactly. the other side of the field. Yeah, Because that, that's, that was, to me, that was the challenge, you yeah. know, and so
2: love it dude yeah you know that's love the, that was better people than me absolutely. yeah
0: and that's that's where you that's where you get that intensity and that's where you kind of get that heightened sense of awareness the heightened sense of reality like mm-hmm. all that comes in that struggle you know so it's, it's just it's, but it's all different types of stuff you know that's what yeah. I'm saying like dude, you should come out and play a big game where there's a thousand dudes on the other side, like literally a thousand yeah. dudes over yeah. there. It's just like a totally different like level of I stuff. I did, uh, it's just, it's, it's all fun. It's just different types of fun. You yeah.
2: Know? Yeah. I did a, uh, at CPX, um, I'm really, really good friends with the, uh, the owner of CPX, Paul, uh, Dagnino. He invited me out to come be a general of one of the, uh, one of the, the teams, you know, and, uh. I had no idea what I was doing at all, dude. Like, I had an assistant pretty much. T- dude, like, it was like, I had a big army with me, dude. Yeah. And I'm supposed to be the leader. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, dude. Like, I'm wearing this stupid, like, heat jersey. I have no idea what I'm doing, bro. Like, you just tell me what I'm doing. he just tell me these tell me these plans. Tell me these strategies, what I'm doing. Like, he's got a walkie-talkie. I'm like, all right, bro. I'm following your lead, bro. You just tell me what to do. And I'll tell the whole team what to do. Like, all these guys are looking at me like... What do we do, man? Give you us know? orders, yeah. you like, "Give us orders." I'm like, "Go shoot them." I don't. I, don't I have know. no idea what I'm doing. You and know, this is your second time playing woods ball, right? Second time, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Like, honestly, the second time, dude. Like, ever playing woods ball at CPX is big. Open. They open all the fields for this big event. You know.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah,
2: but Ronnie, you've uh, and
0: I will hit pause on your story real quick. So I want to get Ronnie in here. Yeah, but you're from the Chicagoland area. Yes. What part of Chicago are you from?
1: Um, Tinley Park. It's like a south suburb from uh, this actual city. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, south suburb. So, So, I mean,
0: you're within, you know, you're right there. Not not right there, but that's pretty close. So, Badlands was your home field growing up? Well,
1: yeah, Badlands was like the first field I played at that was like outdoors pretty much. I mean, uh, it's like, what? It was like, 30 minutes away from my house. Yeah. And then CPX is the complete, I'm like right in the middle of both of those fields. So.
0: Yeah, because, but, but I mean, like, well, when did you come up? Because Badlands, I mean, you know, both of those fields still exist, and CPX yeah. is just this, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. CPX yeah. is like Disneyland of Paintball.
1: It is, paintball.
0: is totally Disneyland yeah. of Paintball. It's insane. You're yeah. doing it. But, but that was, um, but what, what year, so what years were you coming up? Because okay, that wasn't so, always, you know, because I'm, you know, CPX is not, it's not new anymore. It's been around for a long time, right, right. but you know it's emergence as this amazing field is kind of you know at least for me relatively new you know but uh, so did you kind of like go back and forth depending on where the game Um, was at or did you well
1: basically like I remember uh, I grew up at uh, Country Club Paintball it was an indoor field around there okay Um, that's the first place I actually saw tournament players when I actually like got hooked I remember like growing up as a kid me and my next door neighbor um, and both my next door neighbors uh, we made up we put like I think probably like five hours a day into this this wooded area behind our house. So like every day we would like hey like, you know, we'd sneak we'd sneak off, like all like three, four of us, we'd get kids from another block, and then we'd all play like three on threes at this forest that we created. No way. Yeah, and there was like there was like dirt bike hills and stuff and like there was a bunch of stuff over there like a bunch of like extreme sport kids would do, you know? Yeah. So like we we transformed this like little forest into this giant like paintball field. No way. Yeah, like we we had like we took like a tree down and one day we like stacked up like 50 60 like logs just to make like a one bunker so made like cyper towers yeah like we actually had the whole deal going like we probably could have paid kids to go play there for <laughs>
0: <bit>. <laughs> like just a badass outlaw
1: exactly yeah. everyday
2: yeah. routine after school right exactly sweet, but yeah. now
1: i mean that that forest area i remember i drive it every day it's now a road and like they they oh, knocked man, everything yeah. down they knocked on ah. dirt hill so like that's when i pretty much started playing um, but then, you know, obviously we needed to find somewhere to play. So I went to this indoor field, Country Club Paintball, which is, it's, I mean, it's now, it's not, not anymore. It, used, it transformed to Chicago Paintball, mm-hmm. which like a lot of big teams used to play there. Um, like, you know, like Avalanche, uh, Farside, you know, like Chicago Evil, like yeah. where those guys came out of. Yeah. So... Because uh,
0: that's always, Chicago has always been a hotbed of Paintball since yeah, the exactly. beginning. Yeah. And so that's an awesome place to come up, man. Right. I mean, to have that whole... Aftershock mentality, yeah. and I mean, that was, you know, I mean, Aftershock is such a legend in the game, right. not only just for all their wins, but for that aggressive, brutal, yeah. just, you know, mentality that they brought to competitive paintball.
1: But here's the thing, there was two sides in the Midwest paintball area around like Chicago. There was the Aftershock, Badlands, um, Bad Boys Toys, which is like the pro shop that Badlands were, like, runs off of, like Rennick Miller owns. There was that, and there was the Warp Sports. Kids who mm-hmm. like, there was the warp sports, there was country club, the indoor field. Yeah. So it was literally two sides split, which, I mean, like, I grew up with the warp sports kids. So okay. I, personally, I didn't. So you hated
0: the- those guys? Well, I mean, like. I mean, I know, right. how, I know how combative, like, right. it gets sometimes when you have those warring kind well, of Well, like, here's things. the
1: guys with, like, they have, like, die, uh, you know, like, that's a big sponsor, you know, because of Aftershockers, all the kids at Badlands growing up with, like, die guns and, like, die gear. And then we're the warp sports kids growing up with, like, you Know Bob's guns because they made like a bob long dark intimidator back in the day, and like, yeah. just like, just like I don't know, just the warped like kids. So, like, that's that's pretty much where I grew up with, like, okay, I mean, like, guys like Danny Tiljack, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, some of those like all the avalanche guys, you mm-hmm. know, like that's pretty much the, the era I grew up with. So,
0: but that's really cool though because. You know, we we do give a lot of airtime to that. You know, the, the aftershock side mm-hmm. of the Midwest of Chicagoland, that right. that whole side of paintball, yeah. and rightfully so. You yeah, know, well, I, I mean, that was a bigger one. Yeah, yeah, it was a bigger one. But I'm glad that we're getting this story in here yeah. because that you know that that side of things too was yeah. you know that was the, those guys were awesome too. I mean, there were right. a lot of great players came out of that. You know, that side of the Chicagoland faction. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it is really cool that you know, uh, I mean that another guy made it to the pinnacle, you know, I mean, right. from that from that side. So who who were, your, who were you kind of like, I mean, was it the Tilljacks? Or, I mean, who were you looking yeah, up to? Yeah, you know what?
1: Up? Like, growing up as a kid at that field, I mean, like, I remember, I remember the first time, I, I walked in there one time, I, I, my parents used to drop me off for, they'd give me, like, 30 bucks for, like, 500 paintballs, I'd make that last all day, you know. Like, I was a kid just, you know, watching these speed buckets. I remember the first time I played at that country club indoor field, I... I don't think I shot a paintball. I think I went to a bunker and I was with all like my cousins and I just look and one time I got shot at and I don't think I I think I just sat there. I don't know and I just That's kept right, going. Dude. I kept That's going. So I would wrong. blind fire. I'd just be that really scared kid. Like I was Still that horrified. <laughs> horrified to get shot. And then like you get shot and you go to school and then all these kids would be like oh, what'd you do this weekend? i be like, oh, I got shot at the paintball, and i show him all it, you know? Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. I was, I mean, I was... How, how old were you
0: when, like red right when you started 12. playing? 12, I think I was like 12. Tw- yes. Really? Yes.
1: God, I wish you I remember I was talking when to, I was 12,
0: man. Well,
1: I was talking to Alex Frege, and he was like, well, how old are you? I was like, no, I'm like 21. And he's like, man, I was playing paintball when you were being born. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty it's young. Crazy. He's like, yeah, it's crazy. What year
0: were you born? 1992. That's the year I started high school, bro. Yeah, that's so, yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. I I, my first big tournament was uh, was World Cup '93. Wow, jeez, dude. Yeah, no, World Cup '94. That was my first. I was two years old. That was my second tournament. Insane. I ever played was World Cup '94. Yeah, but it's you know, but hey, but it's it's cool because you know that's kind of how things work. You know, I mean, you literally have. I mean, you're 21 now, right? Yeah. Okay, and you came up in this Chicagoland area. Yes. And you are now carrying that legacy, Mm -hmm. you know, just as much as Shock is. Yeah. You know, I mean, you may be on Houston Heat, you Mm -hmm. may be here, we may be in San Diego right now having this discussion, but you know, you are a part of this really crucial part of the world that was an incubator for tournament paintball, right? You know, and you're you're part of that legacy now. I mean, what is that? I mean, how do you feel about that? I
1: mean, it's. I, I don't have any words for it, you know. Like it's just, it's just taking it all in, you know. Like I, I just, I remember watching, like you know, like all these players, and like you know, wanting to be like them, and obsessing over paintball as a kid. And now it's like, I don't know, dream come true, pretty much. I mean, I don't know other way to put it.
0: So how? So where did you? How did you get to the next step? Like how did you go from being like the scared kid in the bunker not shooting a paintball to okay. the next? Where's yeah. the next step in that? All right.
1: Journey? Well, I remembered like. Okay, so like... Quite the journey, by the way. Yeah. So like, (laughs) I kind of like straight off a little bit and stopped playing paintball and I got into skateboarding, I think. Okay. And then you know what? Want to know what really brought me into it? Remember uh, the Jawbreaker series? Yep. That you used to do? Yeah. Um, Where you used to like interview... I think you interviewed Oliver in one of them. Jawbreaker 3.
0: Yeah, Jawbreaker 3. That
1: video is the reason why I started playing paintball again. No way. Because my friend let me borrow it and I remember I watched it every day I don't know and then I stopped I put, put the skateboard down put it away I used to watch the X games and stuff you know really into it and I'm like man I'm never gonna get good at this I don't wanna fall it hurts you know yeah. like I was still you know whatever and then I watched that and I was like wow this is so sweet like and then like I remember it is so sweet I, remember, I just remember like I, I went to the I went to the local Warp Sports um, and I bought like I had a Piranha okay and I, had, I bought the E-Trigger so you could like it goes from a mechanical gun to an electronic gun I was like, oh man, I could walk the trigger, I could shoot a lot, you know, paintballs. And then I went to that field country club, and I remember I started, it was like a two on two with like me and like, I don't know, some random people, and I started moving down the field. And that's when I really got over the hump of like, okay, staying in a bunker and like being scared, and then I just started like, I remember this point, exa- this game exactly, because the, my teammate got shot, and it was a two on two, and I asked the ref, I was like, can I, can I give up? And he said, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I don't know, I, I don't know what to do. And he's like, uh... No, like shoot the guys, and I was like, okay. So then, like, I got shot, and then like I just I don't know. Ever since then, like I just got over that little hump, and then I started. I kept going to that field, and like you know, I met friends, met like made friends at the field, and then like I don't know, just like started slowly getting into the tournament scene, you know.
0: So where did the um, where did the quantum leap happen then? Like, how did you go from um, you know? Okay, so you're getting back into it. Yeah, but so you know,
1: I remember uh, Chicago Evil. They were they were a pro team in, you know, seven man uh PPL. And uh we decided to make a little group I mean, a little group of like uh I guess kids, you know. I mean some of them are adults, but we made uh like a sister team, so we were Chicago Evil kids. So from there we got started playing tournament series at the Badlands, uh the Shaitan series. Um we didn't win a single one. I mean we stunk. Uh so from there, like that's when I got my exposure with like going to Badlands every weekend, getting Playing in the team practice, watching shot play, then that's when I transitioned over to the Badlands side, where I realized that's where most of the tournament scene is. Because mm-hmm. um, I know like the Warp Sports closed down, and then I, you know, obviously I had nowhere else to go with bad, you know, Badlands and Bad Boys Toys. So um, I don't know. I just started playing there, and then I uh, I found a team there. They were uh, Arson. Uh, I mean, they were just a divisional team. Played my first event with them, um, a Chicago Open. I don't. I think it was like 2008 or something that was my first actual national event 2008 so, yeah so wow. i didn't start getting to the tournament scene until like later wow as far as like you know yeah as far as those national tournaments but yeah i think we got like fifth or something so it wasn't bad and then uh stuck with that uh i remember seeing
2: this kid uh like me and him. He, he would always like come up to me and be like you know like buddies with me you know and stuff and uh that's when I was playing with CEP back in the day, and uh, he would come up to me and be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, like he just liked the way I played and everything like that. And just I remember just seeing him and. Uh, yeah, I used to look up to this turd. <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's cool how everything comes together. But uh, I remember, like, yeah, I just I, I like I remember once uh, I watched the way he played, and I'm like, "Damn, dude, this kid could be really good one day, dude." Like he's got. He's got what it takes, you know. And you just see somebody, you know, especially you, you know. You just see somebody and you know, you know. Munoz was like that, you know, Luis Munoz?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys are boys with him or not. I don't know, him at I don't all, know him but... personally, but. Plays um, are vicious, right? Yeah, Plays are vicious. Yeah. But uh, he was, you know, I, I just it came to my mind because that's the most recent dude that I, I thought of, you know, because yeah. we were at the college show. Doing the whole deal. and Okay. Just, oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and that was, that that's was, that's how just, he got exposed. Totally. Much, I mean, yeah. that was it. He played for Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. I think we told the story before on the podcast if you're, you know, been listening to all of them. But yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and, you know, just, just had it. He just had it, dude. He just had you that. You just know. You yes. just know. You're you know, smart. I mean, there's just a certain swagger. There's a certain, right. you know, intensity, the way intensity, they, carry themselves, the way the they carry themselves on the field, the way they shake off getting shot, exactly. you know, like the way they come back in the next point, even if they got their head blown off. There's just, just there's, <laughs> There's this intensity that exists in certain people. Yeah. I've seen it. I, I've also seen where a guy where I was like, ah, I don't know, and then he ended up finding it. But yeah. but some guys just
2: got yeah, it. You're you know, right, you're right. You see that sometimes. Yes. Like, it's just like that dude doesn't have it, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, what just changed? But he. Right. You're right. Yeah. yeah.
0: But but that. some guys just have it. You yeah. know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you know, it takes you know, and then where they where they take it from there. But yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. Sometimes you'll see the you know see the dude and. Be like, all right, you know these, and that's why, honestly, like when because I don't know who the hell you guys were, like when he picked you guys up and he came out, and I mean, I I, I heard a little bit, you know, like mm-hmm. I'd heard your name and I'd heard your name before, but I didn't, I'd know if somebody had asked me, like even what you guys look like or how well you played, I, I would right. be like, well, you know, one of my homies from the Midwest said they're pretty good, you know, yeah. like that would be it. But then now I've watched you guys play, and and I think we've each had conversations, you know, before. And where I was like, hey, I really like what you're doing out there, you know, because, you know, I, I saw that when I when you guys took the field and, and got your reps and you weren't getting a ton of reps. But when you would get out there, yeah. there you guys kind of had that, you know, on field swagger enough that I was like, all right, well, they're getting going now. But man, you give these dudes a little bit of time and like they could be wrecking shop out there.
2: I think what helped with that a lot was, you know, going back to uh, like our, you know, our basic like story is just winning um well one, World Cup in Division Two with SARS and Distortion and all that. But uh winning Vegas, I think, was just the ba- I mean, that was my I played D C with AfterShock, Shock and uh you know, that was we, we did pretty well. Um my first point I played, um I won a If it was a three it's on a three one? Three on one against Three on one, excessive. yeah, versus successive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was left? Um, okay, so it was this is the point, dude. This is unbelievable. It was... Oh, um, I
1: remember watching this. I was just... I mean, I wasn't on... Shitty I shitty they have, yeah. I was on Aftershock. Or I wasn't on Aftershock until Vegas. That was my first pro event. But I remember sitting in my...
0: Good, good first pro event to get on the team. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I remember
1: watching it, like, watching the webcast. Like, I don't know, eating, like, a sandwich or something. And then, like, I, <laughs> I don't see him, like, on the field. And then I finally get to see him play. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm real excited because my boy's getting some playing time. And then he pulls off, like, a three-on-one, and I I think I, I threw my sandwich in the air, and I was like, <laughs> whoa, like, nice, like, nice first point, man.
2: Yeah, it was just... It was well, just talk crazy. me through that, what happened. Okay, so, um, so Friday, um, uh, it was, they, they had their seven, you know, I was fine with that, though, it was my first pro event, you know, it was, it's fine, I'll deal with that. Um, it was, whatever, seven guys there was, but, um, pretty much my spot was Drew Hire. Drew Hire had my spot, you know, um... I mean, you know me, I just, I pretty much can just put me in anywhere, man. Like that's, I just want to play. I can, yeah. I, I just know where to play everywhere. Just whatever, put send me up the center, back corner, whatever, I don't care. Just get me in there. Whatever, yeah. especially back then, my shoulder was fine. I could play the snake. That was my jam pretty much was yeah. either the snake front or behind the snake, you know? So, uh, this, the other six guys were just so solid. It was like, okay, I'm not going to pretty much take their spots, you know, but Drew Hire was the guy that I was like. Okay, I th- I, th- I think I can play better at him, especially because he was just getting shot a lot going to the spots he was going to um, Friday. And then Saturday, he was doing the same thing, man, same jam, just getting shot a lot. And then, I'm like, hey, uh, I-, I didn't say anything. I just, just kept quiet. And then eventually, all the guys from Sarge, was like, Sarge, put out J, man, you know? It was, our, it was our pretty much deciding game for successive. And uh, if we would have lost this game, we would have not made it to Sunday. And, uh they put me in and I was playing behind Drew uh, Drew Templeton my boy and uh, everyone else gets shot it was uh, three on one and uh, i move into the snake one there's a guy right in front of me into the he's in the snake he's pretty close to me I one hand him out of the side I don't know I don't know no don't, way just yeah. straight ah, dude, just one handed one of those moments yeah, dude, hey, like, yeah you know like it is just nothing can matter but I am not getting shot, and I'm shooting everybody that's in front of me, pretty much.
0: Tell me if this happens to you, yeah. too. Because, you know, in, in, in any time I was ever able to pull off something miraculous, uh, there was, in a couple, I mean, some of them you had to work for hard, but some of them was kind of like um, how a poet would describe where the poem came from, or yes. a music- yes. or, or a musician no, describing you. where the song came from. It yes. was almost like you know what, I, I I may have been the physical body doing this, yeah. but it just, it was the muse. It's you know? like you get it taken just, over. Yeah, totally. Because everything, it's like, and you clicks. can't miss, everything clicks and you can't miss. You're not thinking. And you're not even thinking. You're, you're just thinking. operating in that perfect, right. that's the zone. It's that quote unquote right. Zen zone where you yeah. are literally just operating on another yeah. level yeah. and you have, you're so confident. And even though the chips are stacked against you, you're just chalking up bodies dude you're dude, just yes. one-shotting dudes the timing's perfect you're like bam i just own that dude well somebody else that guy's got to be in the open right yeah just whip over but shoot that guy right and then oh like this, this guy's, guy's over there i'm gonna run that it. guy yeah. down you know just is i mean is that just me or no, no that's, right is, i'm feeling like yeah, that absolutely yeah that's exactly so was what it one of those moments
2: dude he popped it like i was in a small little it was a snake one with a little tiny cake and he was in like our snake with a big like one of those like box things they had, you know, like he was in the bricks, yeah. He was owning that thing, yeah. right? He popped the top and I was peeking my head out with my gun like this on my waist and I blasted him popping the top. So I shoot him, go to the snake two, look inside, and I see Rich Telford in like in in a can in the back's like in the back of the field and I shoot him. And then all the, like exactly what you're saying, I didn't even think, went to their snake, their snake one looked inside, and Aaron Foley was the last guy alive. He thought the game was over.
1: He's going to grab the
2: flag. And I was just peeking my head out, looking at him. And he just thought I was his God. He looked at me. He looked at me, dude. <laughs> he looked at me and went, oh, okay, we're good. Running for the flag, and I blasted him. <laughs> oh, no way. Uh, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Just not even a thought in my mind. I thought, I'm going to go to their snake, and that dude on the other side, because I remember hearing the kill count before everyone else died, that there was uh, kill... F- Kill four or whatever, G4. And I went to their snake, shot that guy, shot that guy, and then I knew there's one guy left, and he was on the Druido side. Went to their snake, looked inside, and I just peeked my head out, and he, just, he literally looked at me, and like, he looked at me for a second, and then ran towards the flag. And I just blasted him, and I was like, we're going to Sunday, and that put us into Sunday. That's tight. Yeah, dude, that that's was my great. first pro point ever, you know? Oh, yeah. That's insane. And then, yeah, we ended up getting fourth or whatever it was, and then. Vegas is just what really set it off for, I mean, yeah, not just me and Ronnie or Nick, but Houston Heat, dude, like, that's what I think just set everything off, you know, yeah, especially with Sarge and everything, dude, like, that was just... So how,
0: yeah, so talk to me about that, you know, because, I mean, you know, Houston Heat in the, in the span of two years, I mean, you, you guys have literally won four out of ten events. Yeah. That's a ridiculous average, bro. I mean, that's... Yeah. Me hitting 400 in the Pro Leagues, dude, it, that's rare. I mean, that, that's never happened before. I mean, three events in one year. I mean, yeah, you guys didn't have to, the 2013 season wasn't your 2012 season. You could argue that the league itself got stronger. Um and then I think the, it
2: was because of us. I think that. Well, think that's, that's I'm fine. glad you're saying that. I I would agree, you know. Absolutely. I was just I
0: mean, I I I'm not saying it wasn't. I, I do agree with you. I think there it was you guys. But the, I feel the league did get stronger. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that's unarguable. Of course. So I, I didn't want to put it... I, I would not put it completely on you guys. No. I mean, yes, I, I do feel that... The team did not play as well in 2013 yeah. as it did in 2012. Obviously, you guys won three events instead of one. right? But still, you won an event, and, um, but, you, but you didn't have that meteoric performance that you guys had in 2012. But, but we'll get into that in a second. But, but take me back to the origins of Heat. Like how, from your guys' perspective, did this kind of ridiculous story begin? Well, so we be... Ridiculously awesome story. Be, <laughs> I mean,
2: basically, we, on uh, MPBL, we... We go five and three or whatever. We barely make it into Sunday, and then we end up, whatever, getting into the finals, be an Impact, and then getting into the finals for Dynasty, and then winning that, which is just unbelievable. Like underdog story, like a uh, seven guys, you know, like that's.
1: You could put that roster on paper probably against that Dynasty roster, and every single time, every person you ask, I guarantee, you would probably say that we would lose, hundred percent of the
2: time. My wow, aftershock back then, dude. Like yeah. I mean, we owe it all to Sarge. Because Aftershock the, was having a rough season, you right. know? Yeah. Like, really rough season, I mean. I remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then just that MPBL squad, that, that's what I'm saying, Scar, like, Sarge put together, dude. Like, and he just, the way we practiced and everything. So was, Sarge put the Shock squad together for he, that event? He ran, he was the owner of the MPBL squad. So he... Yeah. Of Aftershock in the MPBL a- yeah. Aftershock, yeah. Yes. That was not Rennick, that was not Badlands. Rennick did the PSP Sarge.
1: side. Sarge. That was much, all Sarge did. You know, he the, wanted to put that yeah. together
2: because he had that CXBL squad. Like, that's how everything got started. You know, he wanted the shot guys to come out to what not. And uh, he put that squad together for MPPL because he wanted to run that and everything like that. And then we ended up winning that event versus Dynasty under the lights. Like, honestly, biggest moment of my entire life. I think that's the biggest. Hands that's down, down. That's the biggest accomplishment you of my paintball yeah, career. Beating those dudes, the first time ever playing. Because
1: I, I remember a week before we, w- the practice we had for that event, <laughs> yeah. was so bad, so bad. Really? We were practicing, I think a Division Four team, and we were losing. Like it was like two on sevens because we were getting shot so bad by. It. And we're gonna go. Half play the and-
2: bunkers are deflated. Dude, I like- always tell
0: people that like, it, let's say you have bad practice, and then I can't, and This happened this year too. I can't remember when who it was, but. Um, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, dude, we had terrible practice. You know, "Oh, we just got murdered. I there. The best. Yeah, the best, dude, honestly, yeah, that's the best because, the best. I mean, dude, that happened to us a couple times. I remember one time we were at Rich's Telford's Field of Odessa getting our asses whooped like yep. Bob yeah. Long's Iron Manor. I can't remember who it was, but we were getting stomped so bad that, like, Davey Williamson and a couple other dudes were like, we should just quit. You know, Davey's a hardcore dude, but, yeah. I mean, he was getting frustrated. A lot of guys were getting frustrated. And, uh, and they were like, "This isn't even productive," you know. And we were like, "Come on, let's just get let's just get through the day." But that beating that we took, man, that was that was the best thing could happen love, to us because yeah. we went into the next weekend out for blood. I mean, yeah. we did not want that to happen to us in front of everybody, right? And we stomped everyone's nuts in that tournament yeah. and won Chicago, you know. So it was like, and I and there's there were, I can't there's a couple other events that were like that too. But dude, you know, I mean, that's why. But that takes that experience to get that. You know, I mean, a lot of times people think that okay we had a bad practice we're not looking that good and they get that the demon starts barking from your ear like you suck you guys are terrible
2: it's not gonna work you know and you can't listen to that son of a bitch yeah I think every event we won dude we got smashed like we, we like not even like making our bunkers dude like we were just getting two clipped off one side they got like a the whole side to go you know they're just rapping and just murdering us that's, that's every event we won was like that we never won an event Killing it in practice, ever, and I loved it, dude. Yeah, like that's, we're not just, a practice that's team. how you gotta learn. <laughs> man. I'm talking about <laughs> using
1: heat weird. Like I mean, like lat, the last two years, we we stunk in practice. Really? So, yeah. Like I, I mean, like we would go. I think we played um, VCK, their Division One team, and they were just whomping on us all day. Before we played uh, the Galveston slash Phoenix um, event. Yeah. And then I mean, go. We got second, then first. Yeah. You know, and we we were playing. uh division one caliber team and then we go up against you know teams like damage and whatever you know i mean i don't think we were i mean i, I don't know what to say about that like
0: yeah it's much. well you know it's it's a it's a different thing man i mean practice is different than the tournaments it's yeah. the paint is different the you have gun techs there the the uh the whole mental aspect of yeah, it is yeah, completely different there's uh, actual refs there i mean yeah. You know, there, there's so many, you know, it's, it's completely different. It's not even the same thing, you know, it really isn't. And that needs to be thought about, I think, when you're out there playing. And, and actually today when we were out at your practice and I was really impressed by the positive vibe you guys had. Dude. It was so impressive. And it was funny because on in the car ride up, I was thinking, man. I was like, you know how cool it would be, and I and actually I was thinking like that I wanted to put this together, yeah. is it and and film it. But I want because I thought it would be like a really cool thing. I think to actually do was just have a day where and it's different because we are a team practice. When you're a team practice, there's a lot at stake. There's spots at stake. There's your coach staring at you, judging you. Everything is being catalogued in somebody's head in one way, shape, or form. And there's spots to be won spots to Especially be lost Half a new team half a new team there's all yeah. of this this you know stuff yeah, and yeah and so i was uh i was thinking i was like it would be great if we could put together a day and just you know get 10 15 guys out yeah. and just literally paint the picture like this be like look here's the deal you can't make any mistakes today and and it would be like guys from different teams you know it wouldn't be like just all one team and we're gonna come out you want to bring a couple dudes out to coach And uh, today is going to be the most positive day that we could possibly make it. You cannot make a mistake today. You're only going to get positive criticism all day long. There's no such thing as a mistake. If you see a move, make it. You want to do something crazy, do it. You know, you want to try something new, do it. That's what today is about. It's about growth. It's about getting out of your comfort level and trying to do something you haven't done before. And knowing that you're not going to get shit on. You know, I think that that would be a really helpful thing for a lot of guys because... You know in practices, a lot of times guys hold back a little bit because they're scared to make a mistake, scared to fail, and I think that fear of failure really holds back players from achieving that Zen moment you know that that being able to play in the moment and get all the variables and not be scared to 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 screw up Definitely. you know and it was funny so i'm I'm having this conversation with uh, Darren, our technical director. I was like, hey, what if we put a day together where we just like some cameras and had brought some coaches out and just brought some guys from different teams and, you know, up and coming players and just had like a, just a straight, like overwhelmingly positive day. And he was like, that's, we should totally do that. And then I roll up to your practice and you guys are literally doing that at your practice for your own team. It was awesome. There were, Mm -hmm. your coach isn't there. It's just you guys. And it was like the, you know, I'm a big believer in energy, but the positive energy, I'm not saying this is like some lame bullshit. I'm dead serious, dude. I w- it was really kind of cool to see this like overwhelmingly like po- like positive intensity coming from you guys yeah, right. that was really cool to see man that was impressive Yeah, and this- you know
2: what I haven't seen that in two years dude it's just to be
1: completely honest yeah
2: the chemistry is just everything that just the players we had and everything like that you know I'm not just the players we have right now is just unbelievable the chemistry we have and the just all the time, dude. Like, it's just unbelievable the 10 we have right now. It's just so amazing. I, I have never appreciated a team I've had in my life like this right now. It's yeah. just I think so perfect.
1: It's we were perfect. saying it all this week. I mean, like, I was just talking to LJ, like, the other day. We were like, I don't know what we were doing. But, like, I was like, I'm excited. Like, really excited to go play tomorrow. And he's like, yeah. Like, I haven't had this excitement since, like, you know, like, for a pretty long time. Like, excited dude. to go do drills, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, you know, later on in the year, it might, like, get, like, exhausting, but still, I'm happy with the the team we have. We
2: all want each other to get better, dude, like, and it's never been like that, it's never, ever, ever been like that, like, yeah, we've, the past two years, you know, like, we can't take anything away from that, like, we've learned so much, you know, from everything we've had, especially the Russians, like, they've honestly just completely done a 180 on everything, like... As talent we have, right. you know, like they've just molded built, our game pretty much. Absolutely, yeah. but it's just it's just the team we have right now and the chemistry and it's just I I want to win with this team, dude. Like that's just that's just how it is, man.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it was there was a big question. I mean, dude, honestly, some people didn't even know if Heat was gonna be a team this year. You know, yeah, I, mean, when, I thought right. that too, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, no one knew, you know. And props to Randy for stepping up big time. But absolutely, you know, but it, but there was a big there was a big question out yeah. there because it was like, okay, well you know the russians are leaving and you know you know how the you know the drill guys i yeah, mean you know, this course. is this isn't anything that this is new but it yeah. was like you know a lot you guys are like oh well he's so good cuz they got Fedorov Mishkin and Sergey out there slaughtering everybody I and mean, right. have 250 kills Hurtin or, or, far, or four, 450 kills between the three of them you know and everybody's heard that yeah but um but i think that that is that is true in the sense that they are really good and they did put up those numbers yeah. but When you look at the depth of the team, and and also when you really break down, I'm I'm a big fan of this, and I preach it all the time, but you have to look at positions, you have to look at situations, and what certain people have done in certain situations, like you and Sam pulling off that crazy point against the Russians in the beginning of your entire heat career in Phoenix, Phoenix. that was man shit, man, that was really impressive, it was clutch performance, that was actually the first time I was like, who is this LJ kid, Yeah, you know, and uh And there's been those situations. I mean, Nick getting not a lot of points, but dominating when he gets in, you know. I mean, there's you know, so it's more than just those guys out there getting all those kills. I mean, yes, I will I will totally give them their props and sing them their praises. They totally deserve it. So when they left, everyone was like, Oh my god, what is Heat gonna do? I love it. I love it. Yeah, and so and so and so heading into the first event, those chips are still gonna be stacked up in some people's minds. So there is a lot to prove. Yeah. But then to pull in, you know, Sewers and Moorhead and Tim and Thomas. And dude, Thomas was dominating out
2: there. Yes. Oh, he is a new man. Dude, he is a new player, dude. Like, you didn't see him versus Like, I did the first day, Saturday. I was out okay, there, Saturday. You were there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude, a new dude. Like, he doesn't have to worry about, he doesn't have to be the guy anymore, man. He just do his job and play paintball. He's ball. just playing paintball. Yeah, That's just playing paintball. Because
1: when he's on excessive, I, I mean, like, he had a lot of pressure, you know? Being like the, the one of the oldest veterans on that team,
0: yeah, and they're in, and the, like their impact player it was exactly. him and Riley, you exactly know? right. And it was tough because you know, and they didn't get on the webcast field a lot, you know, last year. Um, but when they did, and uh, you know, I mean, it's you know, they get Riley and Thomas up real far, or one of their other guys, and then Thomas played it too. But then, it, but then you could just see like you could see. I mean, I, dude, I've been watching Riley play for ten years. Yeah. I've mean, I played with Thomas forever. You know, right. I mean, I've known these. I mean. I know Thomas a lot better than I know Riley, but right. I, mean, I've, I mean, dude, Riley's been in this game for a long time. But you can see in their body language the, the, the yep. franticness in trying to produce Absolutely, kills. Dude. Are you kidding me? Y- yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody saw that. They're trying to do, yeah. too, trying much. To do too much. Yeah. you know, And so that would cause them to get dinked out or you it know. It just gets them out of their own game. Totally. And so when I was watching Thomas play on Saturday and watching him play today, it's, it, you could see the way he was looking at the game was just like you were saying. It was like, look, I'm, I'm a soldier. I'm going to do my job. I'm just going to play the game. Right. And I don't have to worry about anything else. And so that's you know there's to me the reason why heat's so interesting this year is there's a lot of questions to be answered and there's a lot of guys that have awesome stories that are going to play out this year you know yeah. and that is a really fascinating thing you know over the course of five events and however, whatever else you guys are doing you know Canada Europe or whoever wherever else you're going mm-hmm. but you know it's and I mean like you're coming like Woodley you're coming off an injury your ankle was messed up last year yeah. how's Thomas going to come out of the excessive program? You know you know Sewers had a terrible game in the finals in impact, but he's a beast, and we all know it you know so right. and and you know and tim tim and uh, and Ryan, of course, you know how are they going to fit in you know it's the Philly guys coming back together there's just so many storylines yeah. with yeah. your team yeah and then to come out today and see this really impressive you know really impressive like just i know it sounds kinda corny but dude you had a ridiculous positive vibe out there today and it kept going the whole day. It was was really cool. I mean somebody would you know hey you shoot me oh yeah cool. Hey be great game bro you know like and it was just this it was really cool and everyone was playing pretty good and it was it was just what I would want to see in like an ideal practice. Really, you know? And that was cool. Where did that come from? Is that something that's just evolved organically? Is this intentional? Did Randy say something? Did Jason say something? Is it just what what happened? It's all natural. natural. Yeah.
1: You know, we when we got together, I had I, I just so much positive vibes. You know, we've been saying positive a lot, but mm-hmm. a lot of positive vibes from every single person. Constructive criticism. You don't have any. You know, nothing, nothing too out there. You know, with everybody, they're all like, I think, I think all this chips stacked against us is a lot of motivation for us to, you know, be positive and you know, I, I like it. I mean, I like it personally, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just you know, like Tim, you know. Ryan, all those guys, you know, they 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 played together before. Everyone's familiar with each other. Thomas is an instant plug-in. And I, it's just, it's all coming together really well.
2: How do you think playing time is going to work out this year? I, I honestly think that last year, just having the squad we did and everything like that, it's just, I know it's a tough question. Dude, I mean, honestly, like, Ronnie is a phenomenal player. And I think that all the guys we had... I mean, like, of course, the Russians are just unbelievable. But, like, the, the the guys we have are so, so, so good. And I give a lot of credit to the Russians. They, they just beat what's on spe- us, what's dude. What specifically,
0: a be- other than beating on you guys yeah. and having to get better just because it's like, okay, well, I'm gunfighting Fedorov again, so I better well, get it, dude, better I I love it. Right.
2: That's what I want, to gunfight people like that. You
0: yeah, know? no, totally. Actually, when people yeah. used to ask me, like, after I'd been 14 years or whatever in the game and they are like, why are you still doing this? You know, I, my answer literally, cause I would ask myself that. I mean, everybody asks themselves that. Like, why am I still doing this? You know, you see it on Facebook or you talk yeah. to your buddy and it's like, oh, you know, this happened or that happened. And everyone's always pondering whatever it is they're doing in life and where their next step is. And I mean, you know, that's just natural. That's just human nature. Yeah. And so when people would ask me that question and I, and I would think really truly think about it, I, what I really loved was the gunfight. Love the oh, gunfights. Yes. I would love yes. knowing because my job was a gunfighter. Because I was, you know, I'd have to get to a corner and dominate my guy, and, and or do this, and then you know, so it'd be, and that was literally my stock and trade was being really good at shooting yeah. people and being yeah. a gunfighter and yeah, being right. able to communicate. Yeah. And so I'd love to go out there and it'd be me and Dave Baines. You know and it's me yeah. and Dave veins. good dude. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. or whoever else it was you know that that you were lining up against that day yeah. or that that bunker or whatever, and so I really would focus in on and visualize that particular battle I'd visualize paint breaking off That's my opponent too. I would visualize me making my spot alive, I would visualize a swarm of our players just moving down the field and i'd Think about, think in through those again. potentialities yeah. and get in that, that razor sharp mindset so that I felt that I was at my best to go to, far, to go to battle, you know? So when we, when we got in there that that's where my head was, That's how you win. You have, you, I, I think that's you, you, ha, win, you have to, you know, I mean, you and, and, you, and, and then doubt's always going to be there, but if you're not stronger than your own doubt, you're never going to be as good as you could potentially be. Yeah. Right. And it's a constant struggle. It's there that's every true. day. You know,
1: I think we, me and him were watching a Michael Jordan documentary or something and it was about how you know how he ended his career with the Bulls and how to get into that moment to become. He's like uh, he said something about becoming a master at the game of basketball. He got he was able to pan out the situations that happened before they even happened. It's the same thing with paintball. How many times you go to a bunker and you're like, okay, if this guy does this, then I got to do this. You know, it's just thinking ahead and like I mean, like you were talking about with like gunfights. You know, like you you envisioned yourself going there and doing this and then shooting that guy and then you know like mm-hmm. it's it's just I think that's. It's hard to harness sometimes when there's so much stuff going on. So I think, I mean, just to have a clear mind going into games is, uh, you know, a good aspect.
2: Yeah. But going back to playing time and that, um, I just think that we have such great players, and now that it's our time to shine is just so big. You know, like like, like I was saying, Ronnie's just an unbelievable player. You know, it's just. Thanks, bud. Absolutely. <laughs> love you, kid. But um. I just, I just, I'm just so excited to not have the pressure of coming off the field and someone yelling at you for you doing wrong because that's not how a team works. I've been playing sports my entire life, and that is not how it works. It is. I'm, I'm just excited for. Especially Ronnie and myself and, just yeah. and Nick, just to go out there and just show what you got, dude, and like just, bro, like there is just so much potential in the in the players we have that just no one has seen yet. Yeah, well, and that's because when I was and I, I think I can't
0: remember me and Nick were doing the podcast, whatever. But I was and Can when you? I had talked to people, I'd I'd say you know I, would, I mean I was hoping that. Before all your pickups, before picking up these guys, the four big pickups that you guys got, before that, I was like, man, I'll tell you what, if I was on Heat, you know, if, if and this is when people were like, well, is Heat going to be around? You know, and again, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't personally think that it was going to end at all. I, I didn't. know I, I was pretty confident that something was going to happen. I didn't know what it was. Right. But even looking at the roster that was left, I was like, dude, I'm telling you, man, like, even with the guys they got like if I was those guys I would be chomping at the bit just just let me just let me ride baby just get me in there and let me go because now is my time to shine now it's my time to get out there and kill 200 dudes in a year yes. you know what I'm saying like let me put those numbers up you know I'm ready for this I've, I've, I've been in my cocoon and I'm ready to fucking yes. spread my wings you know get me in there
2: not just going out there and doing a job dude like not just going out there and doing a job and shooting a lane and letting those guys do everything it's just now like balls in our hands baby. it's our time to shoot fucking people dude yeah. Like, it's now our time to just like do work on people man like that as no one has seen before and so many people are going to be surprised of what people like just the people that we have just the potential we have and just what they're gonna see out of people that we have it's just unbelievable yeah Yeah. I'm telling you man it's just we're hungry it's such a mind game and when people like that are shoving that into your head doing a job just shoot that it's dude you can't have that man you can't have that ever on and off the field you cannot have that yeah well I mean dudes do have to do roles
0: you know I mean absolutely I agree with that even like like Ryan Greenspan is a good example. Ryan is, on Dynasty, arguably the best player on the team. You know, what day is it? Depending on what day. Is it Oliver today? Is it Mm -hmm. Ryan the next day? Is it Yosh? Is it it Alex? Is it Dalton? You know, who who is it? I mean, they have so many good guys on that team. But that's what makes a – that's what what makes legends. That's what makes a legendary team is there's so many guys that can do that. But talking to Ryan about his role sometimes – you know Ryan can do things other people can't. Sometimes he has to play a spot that he doesn't want to play. I mean, dude, yeah. that honestly, that's most of Ryan's what he does on Dynasty. Is yeah. that you know, okay, Dalton, you're going to go up the D side, and you know, to around the snake, and Alex, you're going to be behind him, and uh, we need somebody to play this bunker. Who wants to play this bunker? And then Ryan's like,
1: he's stuck with it. Yeah,
0: I'll play it. You know, and he's yeah. still so good that yep. he still shines, yeah. even though he, you know, so it doesn't matter what spot you're in. You know, first of all, sometimes a lane has to get locked down, and if you're yeah. good at locking lanes down, you got to do that. Yeah. But you can still shine doing that, depending on what happens. Yeah. But I do agree with you that it's, you know, it's to kind of unleash the the reins a little bit and be yeah. like, all right, dude, ride. Yeah. Do yeah. your thing, man. Just ride. And and I it's agree up to with you. And
2: I agree with you. That's what that's what it takes to win. It's five guys doing their jobs, man. That's that's what Tro's taught me. He's mm-hmm. taught us. It's just. Five guys doing their jobs is gonna win every single time. Yeah, especially the way we train and everything like that. We like five guys doing their jobs. That's what it takes. Yeah,
0: it's just it's a total It's a, it's going to be a really um, interesting story uh, yeah. because I, it, there's you know I mean who's gonna step up this year? What what situations gonna present itself that? You know, are you going to fail, succeed, shoot two, three, four guys, get a five-pack in the finals to yeah. win the game? Like, what's going to happen? And, uh, and there's so much talent and depth on your team now, which is, you know, with all these new pickups, and it's just a really good story. How do you guys feel physically? Because I know you both had to battle through injuries.
2: Um, LJ, let's start with you. How's that shoulder? Shoulder's doing good. Two months in, just got my shoulder surgery in November.
1: You know, the thing is, though, when we were playing in divisionals, his, he still had bad shoulders. Yeah.
2: It's been four years then. And... Yeah, always bad.
1: You know, when it happened, I mean, obviously everyone's like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm in the pits like, yeah, it'll be all right. Like, because I knew, like, you know, he, he just normal. I mean, he normally just pops it back in. Like, we've been out, like, out, out and about, like, in the city or something and yeah. it came out and he just popped it back in, no big deal or anything. Well,
0: let's talk about that moment because, you know, I don't... Have we got an actual interview on actual recorded interview of you talking through that I mean
2: the next point Lauren Kelly got interview like yeah but still you go back in or whatever yeah no no I love yeah and I love Lauren she does a great yes, job but she does. this is, she does.
0: This, is she does. this is but I and I and we we've, we've talked about this but right. man for anyone that doesn't know go back and watch uh go back and watch the game uh, who are you guys playing again X Factor Yeah it was X Factor so you yeah, guys are playing X Factor yeah. Sunday morning semi finals semi finals yeah. to I see think, who's yeah. going to go on and LJ runs out to the corner, dives, shoulder comes out of your joint, and that's what I'm saying. Go and watch the game. I can't remember what point it happened. It was probably like point .4. It's like one of, the, one of the last ones. Was it? Yeah. So... No, no. It was one of the first. Yeah. It no, it was like it was, match. Match. it was kind of getting into the match. It was like 3, 4, 4, four oh, yeah. 3, 4th four, okay. point. So, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know exactly how long it was. You have to check it out, but like 15 minutes in, maybe 10 minutes in. Yeah. Anyway, right, right. so LJ dives out, and, uh, and your shoulder pops out of joint, and... This badass dude literally <laughs> spends the entire point with your shoulder out of joint. So I'll let you pick the story up. You you tell me
2: what happened through your your eyes. You know, just used to practicing on uh, that Houston turf that we always practice on. You know, sliding real low, getting real low in that corner, running, gunning out there, and just bam, that 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 World Cup ground man is just so tough. There's so just so many bumps, just so hard. You know, just pound my shoulder right in, my left shoulder and I've never actually popped it out this way before, it's the only way I've really popped it out is um, maybe wearing track cleats, you know, you don't have that back traction, Mm -hmm. sliding out, popping it out behind me, Mm -hmm. I've never actually popped it out sliding on my chest so hard that it pops out of socket to the left, you know Mm -hmm. so, pops out, going to the corner, I see all my guys, we have five alive, you know I look at the kill count on the stands, just so, just so out of it because it is just, I've never actually popped it out this hard before, you know, so pop it out hard to see there's zero kills, it's five on five, so I'm like, dude, you're in the corner, man, you gotta just, you gotta tough it out, this is, this is Sunday, dude, this is World Cup, this Sunday an, World Cup semifinals, this isn't some,
0: playing X Factor, who ended up winning the tournament, by the way, if you don't know, but yeah, yeah so, oh yeah, I remember, <laughs> <laughs> not you, but people <laughs> yeah, yeah of course,
2: um, so yeah, just doing that. Look at this five on five. I'm like, dude, I'm in the corner. I made it here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stick it out, man. You know, this is, this is. I've not worked this hard, you know, like for all year for this shit, you know. So get there. And my, my gun's probably two feet behind me. That's how bad it was, you know. Um, so just st- sticking out right when it happens. Um, the ref comes around and is, uh, he's like, hey, bro let's 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 go, I got you, Brian just, I'll call you out, we'll walk out, you know. I'm like, Hey man, I gotta stick it out, you know. I'm I'm good, I'm good, I can get it back in. So I'm trying That's
0: literally it. what you told him. You're like I, I, I can I put it back in. I can put it back, in. Put it back Don't in. call me out on you know, I'm, I'm, fine. Like, dude,
2: I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what I said. I'm like, Bro, don't call me out, please, please, please. Yeah. Just just let me stay in. I got this. So I'm trying to crank it back in, dude, you know? And I hear Snake One and he's shooting cross field at me. I don't know if it was my mirror or the to one is shooting at me, so I'm like, I got to stay tight. I can't stand up. And, you know, I re- usually just dangle my arms kind of, and it just usually just slips right back Because that's
0: what it lo- – but it looked like because you're you're in – you're getting shot at. You're in the corner bunker. I mean that's a hot spot, you know. You get a lot of paints coming in. So you're trying to stay alive. It looked like you were like trying to stay alive but, but bend over as much as you could to see yeah. it and get it back in. Right. And it wasn't going, and you could right. see that at a point like you'd go over and try to put it in and it wouldn't go, and you'd be like –
2: Oh, man. Really? Yep. Really?
0: It's not going to go back in, huh? Okay, alright. Right. And right. you kept trying that. Yeah,
2: yeah. If you see at the end of the point, I, I, when the point's over, I do that and it comes right back in. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that, but I just, there's so much like, paint there's paint. so much pressure on me, yeah. There's so much pressure on Pain, me that I can't. Paint, people
0: screaming. Yeah, there's yeah. so much
2: pressure on me that I can't stand up and put it back in. Yeah. So I'm trying to just do it how I've seen other people do it, is just yank it back in, dude. I'm yeah. just trying to crack it back in and that is just making it worse 50 times worse dude Uh, i've never been in so much pain in my life honestly uh, that was just uh, awful like like, every time uh, i try to uh, i try to crank it back in it would make it so much worse bro like unbelievable meanwhile
1: people are coming in the pits you know getting shut off from our team like they like i remember sam walked in he's like I don't even know what he's doing back there. He's not even shooting his gun. <laughs> but they're just like, just like, I don't know. Why? I don't even know why he put him in. He's
2: not even doing his job. Like, <laughs> then they realize like his shoulders yeah. out. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So halfway to the point, I hear like, dude, I'm like sh- – like I've never been this – like I've popped my shoulder out a bunch of times. Yeah. Know, it's been four years in. I'm- well, see, and this is the
0: thing. Like when it happened, I didn't know yeah. that you – because that, that was a question we were actually talking. I'm like, I don't know if that he, that's a re- – because you know a lot of times with guys that have reoccurring shoulder injuries, it's popped back in. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. But you could tell you were really struggling to yeah. get it back in. So yeah. I was like, dude, I don't know if that's ever happened in before. If it has, I guarantee you it hasn't been out for two minutes straight, yeah. you know? Well, dude, it's
2: never really happened in paintball, honestly. Like It's happened – working out, doing stupid shit. Yeah. Jump, like honestly, a jumping jack would throw it out, dude. Like that's happened before. But yeah. It's, it's just, Oh, no problem. Just bend over, just slides right back in. You yeah. Know? So, um, I hear Jason Edwards, like I'm so out of it, dude. Like I've never been this, like in so much pain. Jason Edwards from the stands, just yelling at me, LJ, LJ. I'm like, Oh, someone on my name? Oh, and I, I like touched my ear. Like, what's up, dude? You know, he, he sees me. He's like, you got to grab your gun. I'm like, what? And I, they touch my ear again. He's like, you got to grab your gun. And I go, okay. And I, like, it's, it's behind me to the left, you know, I'm in the yeah. right, back right corner. And I look at my gun. I turn around, I look at my gun and I just see paint from the snake one skipping through that like, you know, tough, yeah. thick Orlando, Florida grass. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, i got to grab my gun. I can't reach around left to grab it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, <sighs> i got to grab this gun. i got to get it so, it, you know, if it gets shot, I'm out. Right? Yeah. So i I got to eventually grab it, pick my gun up, I hear the whole crouch here. I'm like, oh, boy, i got to just shoot down the tape or something. I, like, look inside for a second, and the snake one throws, like, I think you moved the snake, too, by then, throws, like, a stream right in my face. I'm like, oh, boy, like, I'm so out of it. I'm like, okay. Gotta look down the tape for a second, you know? And then the X Factor guys are talking to me. They're like, dude, get out of the game, man. Like, you gotta walk out, man. You gotta, like, see a medic. Like, they're just talking. I'm literally having a conversation with these guys. Yeah. Like, they're all good dudes, you know? Like, yeah, yeah X Factor, like, great. But they, great they nice. honestly weren't caring about the point. They are just caring about me. Like, yeah. that's how they are. Because
0: it looked really bad. Like, seriously, if wants. you're at home and you're listening to this, go and watch the game. Yeah. Semifinal yeah. game, Sunday World Cup 2013. 0.34 ish. Uh, it looks terrible, literally. And I told you this is I, as this is happening. So we're um, commentating on commentating yeah. and it looks terrible. And, and and so my producer comes in my ear, and he's like, their director, and he's like, hey. Uh, do you think we should show that more, and uh, or, or or not more, but do you, do you think we should get off that? Do you think we should go back to that? And he's like, I don't think we should. We've shown a lot. It's really gruesome. I mean, you can really see his arm. Yeah. I mean, your like arm was just dangling like this. You it's know? It was just, really dangling. I like
1: how Yeah. I call it a piece of beef jerky. Yeah. It literally looked. <laughs> it did.
0: It looked like a piece of beef jerky. And uh, and so and so I so there so so uh, you know I have a talk back button and so as they're having yeah. a conversation no so I'm, I look at Todd and, and Chris and I kind of give the like yeah just keep going you know uh, call and then I go over and I get on my talk back and I'm starting to, and I'm like what do you think and he's like man I don't know it's pretty bad man he, do you think we should we keep cutting to it and I was like ah, man I don't know It's it looks really bad too I don't know it's your call man you make the call I gotta get back so and then I'm like oh yeah well, well I'm back into it but yeah. it was bad dude. it looked really really really, good yeah. yeah but so but you gutted it out you didn't. You didn't even get shot. Did you get shot? I think they it, called it the was,
2: point. It was, I was the last guy. You were the last guy. I think they the, conceded and, the point. And the ref was really sweet about it. He was like, "Dude, he's like, when you're the last guy, I'm gonna call the game." And I'm like, "Are we about to lose a point?" Like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, "Are we about to lose a point, dude?" I'm like, "He's like, yeah, it's, it's not gonna looking happen, good, bro." I'm like, yeah. "Okay, well, yeah, I call the point when I'm last guy alive, you know." <laughs> so, yeah. so,
0: so you got the the surgery. The scar yes. doesn't look too good. Like we were talking this morning, yeah. your scar doesn't look bad at yeah. all. Um, 'cause He's i've just, seen other guys with that that have that just crazy yeah, scar down yeah, there dude. so they able to get and scope it out and what exactly did they do? what was wrong like well, what what did they end
2: up doing into the joint you know um well, I actually had one of the top um i think it was the twenty surges in the u s Do my shoulder so oh, wow, that was sweet dude like got some Chicago around me it worked out good um yeah, he just basically i don't know if just went in there and basically tied my ligaments back together all those loose because when you pop out a shoulder it's basically if you pop a shoulder it's pretty much toast forever yeah it's just that you, when you pop out a shoulder it's basically you have to get surgery one time in your life yeah because that's that's just how it is yeah because you know? it, it it stretches and tears yeah, those ligaments yeah. and then so much. and then it gets worse and worse and then that's i mean like i said i was four years in it's just always popping out it would pop out I'd be wasted, you know. How about twice in a night, you know? Like, and I'd be, I've got oh, no problem. You'd just bend over and Put just back slide in. back in, you know. It's, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so you're good to go now, right? But not, you're not good to go. But you, you're, you're two months in into yeah. what's supposed to be a four to six month recovery. Four to six
2: months, but you know, I just, I had such a good surgery and because you were playing this weekend. You know, you're out there
0: playing. Yeah, I was <laughs> I mean, just playing. Yeah, I, I mean, you're not, you know, it's you're yeah, not diving to the snake. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
2: but yeah, it's just, it's it's good. I just, I, it helps that I'm young, you know. Yeah,
0: the younger you are, the faster you heal. Like, it, yeah, I mean, the fact you're in your early 20s is. Being an athlete. And no. yeah, and you already were in shape. I mean, your body's going to respond so much better to Absolutely. the surgery. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could be back soon. So when do you think you'll be back? Because, you know, Keith DeVic got picked up. Because they didn't, your timeline is kind of. Yeah. We don't know exactly how long you're going to come back. Um,
2: when do you see yourself playing again? Do you... Um, I, I honestly see myself playing just by the physical therapy and everything like that. It's just they they basically told me that I am like by far ahead of the schedule. Uh, like my physical therapist and my doctor both told me that it's like I had such a great surgery and everything like that and just genetics and my yeah. age helps so much and i did everything that i could man like i i love this sport so much and i love this team that i just want to be part of it and just i just try to eat healthy you know that just that's just all just little things matter so much man like to physical therapy is like even like say it's just, you're supposed to three times a week i'd go four to five times a week because i just cared that much yeah you know put you
0: in a way better spot to come back so you yeah. think in second event or no, 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 no! First no. event, you're going to be there ready oh, to go. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, I'll be good. I'll be practicing for the first event. man.
0: I ah, yeah, love it. Yes, right yeah. on, man. That's, yeah. uh, just, I just, just be careful though. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I mean, you of got, course. you got a long, healthy career ahead of you. I mean, you're a young, dude. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I would want to see is you know you to re-injure that because you hurried up. Because I, 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 really appreciate. I mean, I could see today how competitive. It was now that you say you're from New York and you grew up with <laughs> those dudes, yeah. I can yeah. see where your competitive streak yeah. comes from because yeah. like live with nicky cuba for a long dude, period yeah, of time that's my boy dude you yeah and so yeah. you know I, yeah. i'm very i spent a lot of time out there mr use one of my boys like i i know the new york mentality me pay, pay ball, man, yeah. I, guys, I know so. those dudes very very, island, very intimately funny, strong man. island dude. Strong yeah, yeah you know, for sure so i get it but that being said you know just make sure that you you are ready to come out and dive Absolutely. head first into the snake or yeah. do whatever you gotta do and, and you
2: know what it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, completely like I can play m- like that's how I started out playing paintball was in the snake and and just diving like that you know and just the past couple years even I've just played to protect that shoulder or like throw my gun to my right hand to dive
0: so are you feeling even more do you think that this is actually a, I mean a good thing that you'll be back stronger yeah, not yeah, worrying that, about that sort yeah, of stuff absolutely.
2: I was I was 70 percent. I was probably 65% then man like yeah. that is just such a just diving into a bunker and just going all out like I, how I used to when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. You know, it was just like that's how I can play now, man. Like especially yeah. doing the exercise and everything like physical therapy. It's just like, okay, like my shoulder is 100% now. My left one at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Like,
0: but you have to have the same surgery on your right shoulder next year. Next year, yeah.
2: Yeah. that's Yeah. Yeah. Well, snowboard under the
0: you, bro. Yeah. You know? So Ronnie, speaking of ligaments, how is your ankle? Right, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, know been, I know it's been. I
0: know it's. But I just wanted to touch base on it and see because I yeah. you know I think that you know one of the, again one of the reasons I wanted to get you guys in the podcast is because you know you have, there's multiple levels of your story I think people could relate to one you guys came up from the divisional ranks and now you're on a top team two you've both fought through injuries and you're back now playing again. And that's a lot of guys. You know, I mean, that's tons of dudes. Dudes want to, you know, move up the ranks. How do you do that? The only way to do that is hard work and learn stories from other people and figure out how the hell you do it. Mm -hmm. And then also the, you know, the mental aspect of having to fight through injury and still maintain that high level of play on one of the best teams. You know, I mean, that's, it's kind of a tough thing to do. So talk to me about your ankle injury because, you know, you you tore a ligament in your ankle. Yeah, we were in the Millennium. I think it was Bitburg. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: This past year It was the first time I was in the Millennium So, uh, I don't know It was nice to be able to travel out there You know, because of paintball But Yeah uh, I was against I was a prelims game against uh, Tontons mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just remember like we were, we were having a really hard fight with them Because I mean I think we established a rivalry with them uh, You know Or like that event mm-hmm. um, And You know, it was later in the point I like I made a good move down the Doritos and then I, I, I was trying to check a guy off in, like, a, like the first Dorito, Dorito One. And I didn't know if he was there, but I wasn't sure. So I started to wrap around, and then he came out on me. So I jumped in. Now, at the same time, like, my, it was pretty muddy. So my foot stuck in the ground, my right foot. So when I jumped in, my right foot decided to stay. And then all of a sudden it just rolled real hard. And that's what ripped it. Um, I mean, I thought I broke it, but, I mean, obviously... It, was
0: it instant searing pain or... Well,
1: I just, I felt it snap and I'm or like, not snap, but it felt like a snap. Yeah. And I, I knew something was wrong. Immediately. Yeah. So then I remember I was on the ground. I still wasn't shot yet. And then I don't know who it was in the Tom He comes and bunkers me in the face. So then he shoots me in the face, in the mouth. Okay. So then I look to the ref and I'm trying to talk, like, help me. And it's just paint coming out of my mouth. So I'm like, <laughs> and then he's like, what? And I'm like, Ugh. And it's Europe. So he probably
0: didn't speak exactly. English very well. Yeah. So the
1: guy's like, do you need help? And I'm like, and I just shook my head yes, and then he picked me up, and then like he like, tried to help me walk, and I'm like, I can't walk. And he's like, okay, so there's a picture of me like online somewhere of him putting me, like, fireman carry over, my sho- over his shoulder, and just walking with me, like, all casual, like, off the field. Like, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. It was I'm awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Were you there for that? Yeah. And it, it, it sucked, because Ronnie was on fire, dude. Like... Well, that was the thing. It was like the thing that I, when I heard about that injury, I was like, I mean, I never.
0: No, no one likes to hear about any competitor getting injured. We've all been there. Everyone's been injured, but, yeah. um, but it was it was one of those things where I was like, you were getting so good, you know, and I was yeah. like, man, it, it did, Dizon it. is starting yeah. to kill it. Right. And then it was like right at that point that when I was like really hoping that you'd you know you where I was watching you get out there and do what I wanted you to do you know i'm like you should do the boom you're doing it You like you were starting to get to that point where you were you know badass yeah yeah, and then boom all of a sudden i heard oh you know d's on tours it ligament i got to remember getting the text and i was like i think slowly accents i mean i was like oh man that sucks yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean how did you handle that mentally that that was i mean did you feel confident in your ability? i mean obviously you always probably feel confident in your abilities but did you feel like okay i'm finally getting this i'm I feel like I can hang with all these dudes yes, yes. And, and I'm getting my reps. I'm getting kills. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And then all of a sudden this injury.
1: Yeah. I mean, personally, like I remember walking off the, or getting off the field and then like walking back to the tent thinking like, okay, you know, like, you know, that die commercial that's on PB access where Marcelo was talking about how like he hurt his knee. I was like, Oh man, I'm going to have to do one of those one day. Like, my ankles, like, I thought, I thought it was really bad, but, you know, it ended up being, like, a little bit more minor than I thought, and uh, I don't know, I just, yeah, I mean, I think it was just more motivation, I think, to just, like, okay, gotta get this thing fixed, and then I'll be out there, and I'll be even hungrier, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, West Coast, I got a, a good amount of playing time, the Riverside event, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, it kind of just helped me, like, be more motivated, if anything, you know? Like, yeah, it sucked, it happened, but I think it kind of, like, raised my drive You know a little more.
0: I've heard that a lot, actually, from guys that got injured. You know that.
1: Well, it's like because you get injured, and it's just like, okay, as soon as I'm back from this, I'm gonna work harder than ever. You know, like keep it strong and like keep my body ready. And then like, I'm sure that's how LJ feels right now. He's like, you know, like uh, coming off of like a surgery. You know, like you just want to go back out there and like, okay, besides this, I'm ready to go. You know, like.
0: Well, and that and that's actually, I think that Marcelo's second knee blowout. I mean, Marcelo's had two ACL. Reconstruction surgeries, mm-hmm. and he's 22 or 23 now. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Two, yeah. And the second time it happened, uh the doctor was, you know, literally told him like, "Yeah, man, I, I don't know if you're ever going to play again." Yeah. And so he was, and and you know, it had been a tough part in his career because his knee had been hurt, and then um, and he got hurt again, and he was kind of getting a rep Super as like, sure. you know, someone hard to work with, and. He was on Infamous and it wasn't really working out. And then, yeah. you know, it was, it was a tough time for him. And, uh, and then he literally had to spend like two months bedridden, you know, just locked up. And he, yeah. and he said that that, I'm sure maybe, maybe he's told you personally before, but he sat there and had to watch World Cup at home with that doctor's voice echoing in his head saying, you may never play this game again. Yeah. And him vowing to himself. This Do is, everything. you possibly I, I, there's can. there's no way that I'm going out like this. Right. That's not going to happen. I refuse to let that be my fate. Right. That is, not. That's not what's going to happen. Right. And sure enough, he comes back the next year, almost wins the first Top Gun title ever, and has an amazing year for, for, uh, for uh, Moscow and right. revamped his reputation. And then sure enough, you know, then signs a, a decent deal, you know, with Iron Man, and now he's. You know, had a good year last year, almost won the Top Gun title again. So that's what's possible. And that's why I really love where Marcelo has evolved to, you know, and everyone continues to evolve. So who knows where he's going to go from this. But it's really impressive to have known him since he was a little kid. You know, we'd be at the field and there's a little 10-year-old Marcelo running around. And now he's grown-ass man and doing what he needs to do to have his body be in shape, try to be a leader, try to – you know, he's trying to do the right thing. To put his team in a good position to win, put himself in the right position, mindset, you know, be motivational to others, and it's it's an amazing story, you know. So it's it, it but it all goes back to him being bedridden and making that vow to himself that this is not going to be my fate. I I'm not going to be that that guy that you know played pro paintball for a little bit and blew his knee out twice, and yeah. that's it. You know, it's not going to be me, yeah. and that's impressive. You know, yeah. that, that's rare. And I
2: think that's what paintball just it's just so different than any other sport. It's just, it, it is so much in the mind and it, it's like, it's like unbelievable how much you need to just be focused and you know, it's just, it's just so much, it's just so much in the mind. It's unbelievable. That's you know? all in the mind to me, it to is, be honest, it is. because
0: it, it's all in the mind because you know, every single person that you're going to play against it, it and this isn't, I mean, divisional level is a little bit different, but it's the same thing, it is. Yeah. you know, it's it the is. same thing, it's yeah. it's a little bit different in the sense that once you hit that, you know, that level that you guys are at, every single person that you face is going to be just as good or better than you, everybody, mm-hmm. Yes. you know, every single person, on any given day, like maybe that day you're a little better than there, next day, they, next, and yet, but that, that, and, but it's, it's, it's you know, gun it's literally I and mean, you hear if you know, you listen to the podcast and this is just shit, we talk about all the time because it's true. We talk about it because it's true. Yeah, it, it, is. it bears repeating because it's so fundamentally important yeah. to being good at the game yeah. is that if you don't look at it like a chess match, if you don't look at it as, as, a, as this fundamentally intricate mind game that you play with everybody else then you are not playing the same game that the yeah. guys at the top level are playing. Right. You're not. You're not playing the same game. Yeah. It's not about your snapshot. It's not about how awesome you are running and gunning to the corner. Everybody can do that. Everybody has a badass snapshot. Everybody can run and gun to the corner. Everyone's got, you know, everything you got. They got awesome guns. They got, you know, it's yeah. the playing field is really completely level. E- it's yeah, completely e- level. It has everything to do with how much more sharp were you? In between your ears on that given day, or in that point, or in that gunfight, you know? Which is why it's kind of a torturing thing because it is. it's very torturing. You know, I mean you get out there and it's like today, and it was good to see this. If I was the coach of Heat, I'd be stoked of, you know, I mean you guys had a really positive day, but you guys lost a couple points and you were like, Let's run it again, let's run it again, let's run it again. And that's you almost telling yourself, I, I, I need another rep. I, I want right. another rep at this. Give me another rep. You well, know? it's like
1: when you see something and then it's too late because the game's so fast. Yeah. You know, and it's too late to like, to like, oh, like as soon as you get shot, you're like, I could have done that differently. And that's why I think I feel like, you know, like when you play points, like quick points, whether it be hopper ball or like something fast, it's just like oh, I definitely could have done that differently that time. You know, let me try it again. Let me try it again. You know? But it's,
0: because it, it's repetition. Yes. I it's know. repetition. Like, yes. And and if, and if you don't do it again, it's like, dude, playing the guitar, man, you will, you'll play the same thing over and over and over and over yeah. and over right. and over again. And that's the only way you can do it to get it down. Yeah.
2: And I think that's what good teammates come into play. Because if, 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 if you get shot and you know you got shot doing something stupid, you know, yeah. especially at that level, you know what you did. Mm-hmm. But someone's just shoving that down your throat... Yeah. That is not going to help, dude. Yeah. Especially in like a negative manner too. Yeah. 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 But if you... If you know... And especially like our coach Jason Trosen, a genius. Yeah. He knows that. And he should be the only one telling you... What's up, dude? And he... he, That's all he says. He's just... What's going on, man? Yeah. And that won't even be after the first point you messed up. It would be the third point you messed up doing something like... Hey bro, what's going on you know like what's going on you know he wouldn't he, he wouldn't be especially in the tournament practice is a little different you know he he might be a little more criticizing but it's just you need that teammates building you up you need that dude and you know you did something wrong you know the player you, think you are but if someone's just bringing you down like that it's, its it's not gonna help dude you need you need to just concentrate on yourself. Yeah. You know, it, well, it's a very, it's
0: such a reflect. It's it's interesting because it's a team sport, yeah. but it's also this like super introspective sport too at the same time, you know. And and it's one of those things that at the end of the day. Uh, you start playing and you're trying to impress your coach, you're trying to impress your teammates, and then you get on the webcast, whatever, whatever it is. You get out and then all of a sudden you're playing in front of people or maybe people stand and you're playing, oh, you know, and, and you're, you start to let all of this yeah. bullshit yeah. affect yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And that is so, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's, it, you need to kind of get in your own bubble because it, it, everything happens, everything is a manifestation of your will. Everything is a manifestation of your hard work. Mm-hmm. filtered through your will and your focus at that particular moment in time, you know? So it's, so true. It, it's so fascinating and it's so troubling and it's so awesome at the same time. And that's the, I, to me, that's the addictive part of it. That's the part where, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you subtly get better and you see it, you know? And it's like, it's like lifting weights, man. You know I mean? You lift weights for four weeks and you'll be like, you'll know just to get a little bit more toned you know, or you're running, you know, and you run, first you start running, you can run three miles Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you can run four miles and then you can run five miles. And it's this slow build. It's that delayed gratification. It's that day after day after day, slowly putting another brick in the wall until all of a sudden you have this amazing cathedral. And that is, if you can't understand the patience it takes, the focus it takes to do those sorts of things. But that, I think, is why it's such an amazing activity. You know, that to me is what – it's like building humans, dude. You know, it's like building a powerful human brain. Yeah. And that's why I'm always saying let your kids play paintball, you know. Yes, I mean, definitely. Yeah, let your kids play paintball and get other people to play because it, it, it really is – it's like there's like that, you know, luminosity or all these different little brain games you can play. Or like I always say read books. Reading books is like lifting weights for your brain. Right. Play an instrument, you know, that's also lifting weights for your brain. Paintball is straight up lifting weights for your brain. Yeah. Yeah. because you, Squats, deadlifts, that's yeah. what is it is. Yeah, exactly. Right. You are squatting for your cerebral cortex. Yes. Because it's, you're, you're putting those you know, channels of how to deal with failure, right. how to deal with success, how to deal with people, how to deal with equipment, how to deal with weather how to deal with everything you know right. i mean it literally it's just a gigantic microcosm of, of the entire world you know and, and every struggle that presents itself right which is why i think it's you know it, it's just interesting to talk to guys like yourself that i mean you're still young guys but i meet these younger dudes that are 21 22 23 like Marcelo, you know it's another guy or uh dimitri mm-hmm. meter yeah you know it's like i see these dudes and i and i can tell their soul is older than their body really and yeah it's I believe that a million percent, man, because, because to me, I, you, I don't know, you're only a measure of all, all you really are is, is, uh, is a sum of your experiences and your trials and tribulations, you know? I mean, if you never had, I mean, there is no dark without light. I mean, that's why these ancient, you know, philosophies came about, about, you know, these specific elements of nature, you know, why is there a day and a night? Yeah. Why do we have opposing, you know, th- if there was an evil there, you know, you wouldn't know what good was. If there was no good, you wouldn't know what evil was, you know? And so it's, if you don't put yourself in situations and fail, then, cause it's the struggle to find you, you know, how are you defined in life? And if you don't have that struggle and that's why paintball is cool, I think is because you are forced to, you fail every day. Every day you go out to the paintball field, I don't care how good you are, you're Fedorov, you're Greenspan, you're Oliver, like you're going to fail that day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to run a flawless day. Yeah. Like did Fedorov ever have a day that he didn't get shot one time? I don't know, maybe. Did he? Maybe. <laughs> but it, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. But you know, I mean, but still, like and that's and he's one of the greatest ever, maybe the greatest ever. Yeah. But uh but he's gonna get shot, you know? Mm-hmm. And then how do you deal with that? But I don't know, what are you guys' thoughts on all that? You know, what do you think?
2: I mean, I think that's, that's exactly what, you know, we need to just, you you need to build on those things, you know, it's just, just, just so much when you get into this league, like it's just so much when you get into the professional division, especially, it's just every little thing you, especially, I mean, it's up to seven points, man. That, that is what is just so big is it's not a full match up unlimited points you know it, it, you have to be ready when your name is called you know and that's that's just so big you can't you can't make a mistake and that's
0: especially if you know I mean and that's and I, that's a lot I think saying that coming from you guys who you know you guys aren't playing every point Absolutely, yeah. you know and so when you your name is called you need to be ready to go right. what is going through your head when, when your name is called to get out there is it focus is it determination is it do you get up? Do you get angry? Do you get you know what? Because everyone gets up a little bit differently.
2: I mean, I mean, honestly, just from the first from the first season to this to the last season, it's just it, it changes so much. It's Just there's so much going through your head, especially with you know a team that isn't a team. It's not one unit, and that's how it was last year. It wasn't one unit, and that's why I think this year is just like I said. It's just so much potential is gonna just Rise so much to everyone's expectations of last year, and it's here. Everyone's gonna just see people just honestly just exceed everyone's expectations of last year. It's just unbelievable. Like the unit we have right now and the five we have is just so constructive and. It's not going to be as much pressure as what we had, you know. It's just when, it, when it's up to seven points, man. It's just yeah. unbelievable, like the pressure you have when you get when your name is called. Yeah,
0: it was also cool to see Tim today. You know, yeah, and, and he and, is yeah Tim's a great so guy. Dude. Uh, I love Tim. Him, dude. Yeah. Tim, Tim is so much more than what like Tim's a great player. I mean, he was one of the highest ranked Amazing. players in the year of, of in the world. Yeah. Um, but his when you bring yes. Tim on a team, yes. it's he has so much more to offer than just what he does on the field. Yes, yeah. he really does. I mean, does. His, his charisma. He has yeah. what he has. What um, I remember, what uh, people used to ask me, like, what is it about Dynasty that makes him special? And I said that they have uh, two things. One, they have the secret of the win. It is so hard to win an event, so hard to win an event, and and I used to call it the secret of the win and uh, and that just means yeah, that it's true that's what it is you know is, I man. mean that's you can't it define is. it you know you, can't, you can't, can't define it and if you don't know what I'm talking about you're never gonna know maybe you will maybe you'll find out right. one day down some dark alley of paintball and you'll find out what the secret of the wind means but there was that and, uh, and, then, and th- where that secret actually truly came from was something that I would call pliable charisma is that in a situation they were able to exert their will and their charisma and what they wanted to happen and make that actually happen you know and and tim has a pretty he has pliable charisma you know he has charisma that's symptomatic um or uh you know that that you can it's it's just something that it lightens the room up you know I mean yeah. you know, he starts talking about something and you're like yeah you're nodding your head and you're smiling because he's nodding his head and smiling and he, yeah. but when he gets serious you're you're, you're nodding and you're, serious you're serious too serious. Yeah. you and know and he's smart so he's not talking out of his ass right you know he's bringing up very specific points and like so today experienced. yeah he's so experienced he's been there and done that before and then you know so when he's saying today in your guys huddle at the end of the day, like, hey, you know, yeah, you guys are talking about how awesome it was to come out for drills. Yeah. Well, let's take that to the next practice. And then the next practice in 650 days from now, let's I make sure that that, that is the that. same mentality yeah. that we're bringing yeah. to bear on this yeah. Yeah. because we need that in order to get to where we want to be. Let's stack some wins up. And, uh, and it was that pretty much was, I think, exact quote. And yeah. that was exactly what I was yeah. like. And that's, I'm sitting there listening. And I'm like, yeah, it's him. Preach it, brother. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly
2: what we haven't had for two years. We haven't had that. Something we have not like had, had. Yeah. A leader like that, yeah. and I mean, it's, and it's
0: effortless for him. You know, he just is that guy. It just you naturally. Know? Well, like, look, Tro like,
1: wasn't at our practice today, and then you look who stepped up. You know, I expected him to, and he, yeah. you know, he took the role. Yeah, and it's not so like we, somebody went have, up to him.
0: I don't know, maybe they did. But I don't think anyone went up to Tim no. and was like, "Hey, Tro's not here today, so he the you know, yeah. be the guy." Be no, the guy? No, that's not how it works. That's, we
1: just expected him to be because he's always been. And yeah, I mean, you know, another person who's really quiet, I, who's exactly like that, I think is Sam. Sam's exactly like that. His brain is, I mean, a hundred percent. I think they're at the same exact level, but he's just very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, I mean, they talk, when they talk, they always talk about things that are like, you know, if they'll call you out, it'll be right. But they'll just find a way to, you know, tell you like, I mean, even if it's gonna hurt you, like they'll tell you, you know, constructively. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, and I think this year is just especially bringing those people out. You know, I mean, everyone is just speaking their mind and just just so open and just.
1: I think the brains that we have in our team are. I mean we have a lot of brains on this team right now especially with the coach and then like you know the old Philly guys combined and then Thomas coming in and then you got young brains like me LJ, Keith you know you know I I think it's uh, I don't think it's a good combination I
0: think it's good and I I think it's (laughs) it's good for longevity Right. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I think it is. I yes. think it's good for longevity. Yes. Because, you know, it is hard to keep, you know, and, and that's another thing, too. It's like a relationship, man. You know, I mean, things are great one moment and things can turn south a little oh, quick, yeah. but you need to, if you can't keep that focus on that long term, yeah. then you let the immediacy of the moment take over. And when that happens, a lot yeah. of times things get twisted. And that is something that takes a little bit of life and a little bit of experience. But that, when I'm saying that, when I look at guys like you or guys that I've have traveled and, been in all these crazy situations on the field and failed and succeeded and failed and succeeded. That's what I'm talking about. You know, that understanding that like, okay, things may suck right this second because of X, Y, and Z, but let's keep this in perspective. And being able to keep things in perspective is a sign of a mature human being. And that's not something you're born with. No one is born with that. No No. one is born with being able to keep things in perspective. That normally comes through a lot of either heartbreak or trial struggle you know those are things of hard learned lessons in life and that's why i like paintball because you learn those lessons mm-hmm. all the time dude. Paintball's tough. Yeah. So, yeah you are just yeah. getting dispensed those lessons yeah. you know like easy, right, you got right, that right. coaches you do fucking suck get your shit together blah 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 and you'd be like all right take it you know or whatever and then you got the awesome coach and then you got the you know person screaming or the haters you know right. you have you have to deal with the all of this, the people you know stroking your ego, telling you yeah. how awesome you are, and the guys having
1: to adapt to all these different exactly people
0: adapting should... to all these different people, and then being on the road yeah. and having to deal with that, being lost somewhere and trying to get from point A to point B,
1: right. or having... dealing with the people you've been with for the past like two weeks. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: And just it's like... like it's like people our age, man. Like you know, kids my age are graduating college and just you know doing their thing, getting a job. But it's like I feel like I've just learned you know so much more than them, man. Like. I'm learning from people older than me that have done this, and just traveling, and just learning how people live, and just—I just, yeah. feel like I'm so much more ahead of the game than they are. But it's like I feel like at the same time I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm not—I'm not finishing school. I'm not like—I'm not getting into my full-time job and starting my life. But like it, at the same time, it's like
1: you learn more. You've learned like so much.
0: Like- have you ever heard Alan Watts before? No. All right. When we're done with this podcast, okay, you need to put your headphones on and listen to Alan Watts okay. Alan Watts was a uh, um, he's been dead for 30 years but what his ability to condense um, eastern philosophy and uh, yeah. badass just ways of looking at the nature of existence itself and the human struggle um, on this plane being in these meat puppets walking around and having to deal with the emotions and you know, females and parents and authority figures and life itself, you know? And, and, and so what he's really good at was, um, he, he, he was able to take all this stuff and he would give these, these lectures, these speeches and, uh, they recorded them. And even though he's been dead for 30 years, people, thousands and thousands of people still listen to Alan Watson. He will live forever as long as there's, you know, human civilization Mm -hmm. because he was able to say some really profound things about the fundamental struggle of humans living within this plane of reality. And uh, and one of the things is that he was saying, uh, it, it's one of his kind of more popular talks, is that he was talking about what you're talking about. You know, is that how we convince, you know, everyone that, you know, all right, so you're born and you come into this world. And he actually quotes this, I think it's a guy named Huffman. And the quote is, here I am, a stranger and afraid in a world I never made. So you emerge onto this plane, you know, into this world you didn't make, having no idea what to do. And then you're told, this is what you follow these lessons and do this yes. thing and yes. do this and do that. Right. Go right. to school. Right? right. And then you finish first grade and then you go to second grade And then you finish grade school and then you go to middle school. And when you finish middle school, you go to high school. And then when you finish high school, you go to college. And then when you finish college, you get a job. And then you get married. And then you do all of these specific, stay in these box things and do all this and do that. And I think that that's, you know, when I wrote that Sunday Drivers thing, you know, that being able to live as loud as you want. You know, that thing, that's basically about one of the cool things about paintball. And I think the lesson that you can pull away from it is that, you know, yes, you know, you need to make money in this world. And if you don't make money, you can't live. It's one of the paradigms that we exist in. Right. You gotta, just like you got to breathe oxygen. You've know? you got to wake up, breathe in and out all day long. If you don't do that, you're going to die. you got to eat food. You know? Yeah. You know, If you want to have kids, you have to have sex with a girl. You know? There are yeah. certain fundamental things that you have to do. But if you are doing those things, then where does that put you? You, know? you do not have to live. There like there's 7 billion people on planet Earth. You don't have to have kids. You need to make money, but you don't have to have a nine to five job to make money. Right. You know, as long as you are doing the things that you need to be doing, don't let these other influences come in and dictate your happiness because of that sort of thing. As long as it's like, it's for instance, it's like we used to say back in the day before, I mean, now it's a little bit different. You have to train, you have to be physically fit. You have to do a lot of specific things in order to be as good as all these other guys because all those guys are doing these things and it's a giant race, right? Yeah. But before all that came about, you know, when paintball was very highly competitive and guys were really talented, they're doing it at the top level. But we used to say, look, here's how good you got to be, man. You know, we got to be this good. So if you have to train 365 days a year, eight hours a day to be this good, or if you can roll in hungover, not having practice before the event, and still shoot eight guys in a 10 man game, we got to have you on the field. So here's the level. And I don't Mm -hmm. care what you got to do to be this good, but you have to be this good. If you're here, you can't cut it. And if you're here, well, you're gonna be playing every point. Yeah, you know, and it's like in life, man. You know, so you got to make money. You got to be good to other people. There's certain things you have to do, but other than that, like once you're doing those things, you know, then you know. Case okay, so of what you play paintball for a living?
1: Exactly. I mean, what are you? Cool, doing? dude. You know, you're I mean,
0: like, you get to travel the world. You know, they say that people that travel, people that don't travel, uh, you read the book of life, but you read the same page over and over and over again. You know, so it's, it's, you you get these really interesting experiences from traveling around, being in these situations and meeting these people. You know, it's like David Williamson posted on Facebook today and he was like, man, he's like, I was having a conversation with a friend and man, I'm just so glad I was so lucky. And David was being pretty humble and David's not known for being super humble, you know, which is why we love him. But he was like, he's like, you know, I'm just so lucky to have traveled to 33 countries in my life and I just really hope that I will be able to take my children you know, and, and that they will be able to, to, you know, to be that lucky too. And, and I was like, and I commented and I was like, luck my ass. And I was like, you were really good at something and you worked really hard at it. And because of that, you were able to do those things. It had nothing to do with luck. That was all you and you worked your ass off to achieve that, you know, and his wife liked it, you know, and I was like, and that, but that's true. You know, I mean, that's a very, very true. And I was also like, and you're welcome for convincing you not to play college football and to play Paintball instead, yeah, because i don 't think college paintball <sighs> would have took you to thirty three countries no. No. you know well, yeah. so it 's yeah. different you know I mean it, you trade one for the other, and you have to be willing to conscious about that sacrifice yes. you know and, and, and be okay with that. you don't want to beat yourself up about that because if you 're beating yourself up, fuck man, maybe you need to do something else yeah you know
1: yeah well i I've, yeah. had, I've had so many people say like oh you 're so lucky you get to do this it's like well. I kind of worked, like, my whole life for this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I worked really hard to get here, so, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of luck involved, but I think I, I you know, I, I tried my best at what I could do, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, it's, right. it's
0: a mixture, you know? I mean, you were, you know, you were lucky to have been born, uh, LJ, you were lucky to have been born in a place where you could be somehow, some way around Cousins Paintball, and you were lucky that you were in the Chicagoland area, right. but that's probably where it stops, dude, you know? I mean, other than those... Circumstances, and, and I bring this book up a lot actually in, uh, in our talks here on the podcast. But if you read Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, you will see that success is a measure of many different things. But specifically, it's right person in the right place at the right time with the right attitude and the right work ethic. Those are the things that it takes, you know. Because if you don't have, yes, you're, you, there are certain magic mixes of things that will dictate how successful you're going to be. But ultimately, it comes down to how hard are you able to work. Because nothing is, this was not handed. No one went out and shot all those guys that shot. No one pulled off that clutch crazy shit that you did. You know? No one sat there and out in the corner with you while your, dis, your shoulder was dislocated for two and a half minutes. No one was there with you for that. You were there by yourself. You did that. You, know? you went out there and shot those guys and got the respect that you deserve. Mm-hmm. You did that. Now, a lot of people helped you get to that point, but let's just call it for what it is. You know, I mean, you you did those things. So, as much as you need to appreciate all the help you got along the way to get you to that spot and totally recognize those people for their contributions, you have to draw strength from your will that persevered in those situations to get you to where you are, you know? And that's impressive, dude. That's really impressive because it's really hard. It's really, really, really hard.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, thank you guys for sitting in, man. Thank yeah. you, man. No thank problem. You. It's been great. Yeah. Any last words? Anything you guys want to thank some sponsors or saying whatever you want? You know, what are you guys thinking?
2: I um, mean, the new DLX markers are awesome, dude. The Lux is, yeah, they got the new uh, best shooting guns. <laughs> unbelievable. It's it's sweet to see the uh, the new guys on the team. You know, come from different teams like Thomas or Keith and you know the impact guys coming on this team and just shooting these new guns just like dude like they non-stop talking about how sweet these guns are and yeah, you know GI and Mama D and Sarge man like yeah shout out to Mama D and Sarge for we sure. would not you know just just crazy how we came together with them and just honestly like my second mom and dad you know just I, I feel like we're family with them especially family with this team right now you know so. yeah
0: definitely well hey man I wish you guys the best of luck and uh Sincerely, think it's uh, going to be an awesome ride for you guys this year. It's already been an awesome ride, Me too. So, uh, looking forward to you know continuing to see how your guys' stories progress. We'll keep you guys updated here on Paintball Access, and uh, you know, like we always close out with, man, help us spread the paintball gospel. I don't say that because I'm just trying to say something pretty to end the podcast. Yeah. it's important that everyone own your, own your own narratives and share the things you think are interesting. If you have listened all the way through this, you probably liked it. And uh, you know, let the world know because we are only as strong as our collective
2: ability to get the word out. No. That is the only You're way with your words. <laughs> Paintball is honestly the best sport I've ever seen in my entire life though. It is so sweet to yes. just spread that shit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Build Podcast. Thank Make you, sure bro. to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. First events coming up pretty soon, March fourteenth through the sixteenth. We'll see if oh, yeah. Houston Heat can step up, maybe add another win to their 4-10 and record, which is ridiculous. Is it going to be impact? Is going to be heat? Dynasty, maybe some young upstart team. Is going to be X-Factor again? I and mean, there's a lot of big teams this year, big moves. Our chaos is coming into the league. It looks like it could be potentially the most interesting yeah. and exciting paintball season we've ever seen. It's going to be good. Yeah, it gets better and better, it's, man. It's going to be really That's good. All right. but, uh, but its impact on the world is only a factor of how much... Uh, momentum that we can mobilize and that all comes down to you listening to this right now so do something about it yeah. i'll see you next time all right